And last week, here on our Pathfinder campaign, we killed numerous Paraka. We knew we were hunting Paraka. We'd figured that one out. And by we, of course, I mean Baylor, the nerd who reads books. Had figured out through the, the little tidbits that you've heard and the effect that was actually plaguing Yanmas that you were going to be dealing with a Paraka. But that's what the party had expected. A Paraka. As of this exact moment, what's at best maybe halfway through clearing the foal of the slaughterhouse, you've killed four of the creatures. This is a nest of Paraka. This is not a single Paraka. And they have been all over the place. One at the main entrance and one up in one tower, two up in another tower. There's still an entire third tower to deal with. There's still uh, a couple of rooms across at the uh, the far end of the floor. There's just... <laughs> well, what, what there isn't is a whole bunch of spells left, I do believe. Are we... There's getting, some. There's some. I feel like Enough. we're getting, getting kind of close to empty here. It's been a minute since this team has really had to ration their abilities and had to deal with an operation of this scale. Back in Marat, where everything was nice and easy, you just go on an adventure, murder a hodag or whatever, and then go rest and get all your spells back after you dropped literally every third level spell you owned across the party on its face. But this is a bit of an endurance gauntlet. This is the grind. This, at the moment, is still the Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse. But we left off immediately on the tail end of that last battle with the two Paraka in the top of the central tower. Whoever had killed them is relevant at the moment because the point is they're dead. And you actually came out largely okay on that one. The only one of you who looks like they're got more than just minor scrapes is Dara, who did take a, a pretty decent hit during that fight. Oh, well, I mean, also, Kahina's currently cowering under a bed and Baylor <laughs> ran and dove onto a bed, but I mean, like... I'm not feeling great. I've had a couple of doses of poison, so... I you... feel like I'm justified hiding under the bed. No, no one's gonna blame you for hiding under the bed, and that's that's actually a fan like a super fantastic six wisdom tactical decision. <laughs> Dive under the bed, <laughs> I toddler, and hope it will protect you. But you are feeling some serious ill effects from an assortment of poisons that you've been exposed to throughout the warehouse, and that just only adds to the growing dread of what could still be left in here. Running low on magical supplies. You've got healing. You've got the boots. You've got a couple wands. That's not a huge problem, but you can only deal with so much of these poisons and these drains on you. Uh, Dara is also similarly damaged. He is not as severely, but he is not in top shape either with his shooting and he can't muster up quite as much grit as he usually does. About half, actually. And again, Kahina's at six wisdom. That's... You can at least see our faces now. Not smart. 
Hey, Nori, while wisdom. you're down the stairs, go pick up your stick. <laughs> All right, thanks. So you go down and you pick back up the wand that you had to toss on the ground when you were. Uh... I was, she was already down there chopping that thing's head off. <laughs> you were yeah, technically. While you're down there, pick up the yeah, wand at the That's bottom right. of the stairs, and you, you grab the wand that you'd had to toss down. You uh, head back up the stairs, carrying the head actually, and I'm gonna walk over to Dara and drop it at his feet and be like, "Look at this, we got him." Hey, hey. <laughs> are these any differently dressed? Just or is that just the picture? Uh, no. Uh, roll 20 and whoever did the tokens for this module actually did a fantastic thing. Well, to be fair, I guess it's because there are like four different pictures of Piraka in the source material in the War for the Crown Book 3. So they didn't just use the bestiary image, they just took all of the different Piraka images so you're not fighting the same token 17 okay. times. They are differently dressed. I mean, they have differences in appearance just like people would but Baylor could easily identify these are all paraka um and none of them stand out as being particularly more powerful or skilled than any of the rest of them the differences are just differences between individuals all right well uh remove this one's head standard procedure for for paracas not the normal standard procedure, but I'll take it. Not really sure how that's a thing we got into doing, but I'm okay with it. Take <laughs> I, off the head of the last Paraka. Name a thing we haven't chopped the head off of after we killed it that wasn't a humanoid. All right, fair. You got me. So, <laughs> you, you got me. On standard procedure. You got me on that one. We, we <laughs> technically have, didn't cut Iron Lash's head off. You have a mansion in Marat did. that is a testament to the, how many heads you cut off of the things that you kill. So, yeah, I mean, Apelio? He didn't really have a head, though. He's kind of a tiny heart spider. Did I think kill we, Apelio? He, he was a little splat. After yeah, he, we he kind of just got blorped. There wasn't a whole lot of actual head removed there. Regardless, you're here in the top of this middle tower. And with these Paraka now slain, a quick look around the room doesn't really reveal anything interesting uh, or anything of particular value. The tech magic doesn't turn up anything in here. They weren't stashing anything useful. Uh, these Paracas don't seem to keep much other than the first tower was completely full of rugs, obviously, to the point where extra rugs were literally tacked up on the walls. And this one here on these three massive beds kind of on the top of this tower that are just heaped with silks and furs. They seem to hoard things in kind of a strange fashion, but not particularly useful things. That said, there are heaps of silks and furs on these, these beds that would certainly be worth something in a market like Yanmas. I forget, at the end of last week, did we get Dara one of the Cloaks of Resistance? Yes. Did we? Do you have, did you put oh, that on your sheet? We? I did not. We, I mean, if we were... talked about it. We said we were yeah, getting it. We, we had I, the I conversation. If, you, if you're going to take one, that adds plus one resistance bonus onto all of your saves. I don't remember if these character sheets actually have a slot for resistance bonuses. You got to put it in the Just go increase it all by one. Just put it in MISC. Yeah, just put plus one to all of them. Uh, I suppose I will appraise the sheets real quick, see if they're worth taking. Okay. Uh, I mean, with the ten, there's a lot of them. Surely that's worth something. 
Quantity. You have never seen the pelt of a creature that was valueless, so. Yeah. Is Kayana still under the bed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sure. I'm just over here rummaging through sheep. You're peeking out from under. You're gonna look down under the bed. Hey, you gonna come out now? Are they dead? Oh, if hold on. Dead. I'll roll the head under the bed. Just, like, throw it back. <laughs> and the noise is gonna walk down the stairs. <laughs> yep, heading downstairs. Um, how did we go? Does anyone need healing? I could do some healing. Healing would be very appreciated. All right. How many charges of which one? Kidara dismiss the mist. He is currently still surrounded by this <laughs> this little cloud of mist. It's like his chest has just become a smoke machine and it doesn't it doesn't really spread out into the room much other than it makes a kind of like really edgy smoke trail he's walking in. Uh, but beyond that, it doesn't fill the room or anything. It's just around him. There's like a a four or five foot bubble, it's just hard to make him out. It's just this blob of mist kind of walking around the room while he looks at things. But you could uh, you could dismiss it with the same command word, yes, if you wish to rid yourself of that. Adara, I, I think, I at this point is also like relatively paranoid and now apparently likes it. Well, is it going to be a little difficult to heal you? Can he stick his hand out, like out of the mist? I mean, you, can just, with him. you can just reach into the mist and wave around until you touch him with the wand. <laughs> until I poke like, him with yeah. the wand? Because <laughs> it's not like it's, it can't discharge into nothing. And just poke, jab, jab Dara with the wand. Do you want... How, how many, many teens do you want? Uh, probably two. Well, two I could probably take one moderate and one light. Okay. Okay. So with... So a 13 and a... A 13 and a, and a 6. Yeah. So, I... so with one touch from the moderate wand, Darcy's mostly okay. This needs a little more. One touch from the light wand and he's good to go. Okay. No party. Now what? Uh, going nice. to the third tower, I guess. So I will move the group of you down below back into the bottom level of this central tower here where you can see the rest of the room. And what's the duration on dancing lights? Is it 10 minutes per level? Because I feel like it's 10 minutes per level. I know light is 10 minutes per level. I think light is just 10 minutes. Oh, is it just 10 minutes? So we... I mean, but it's a level zero spell. So yeah, it's largely irrelevant whether or not this dancing lights is still here, but there may be a dancing light still over this uh, giant pile of machinery in the middle of the room. Uh, just click in your spell list real quick. It'll, it'll tell us the description. Or the, right. In the description, it will have the duration, rather. Uh, one minute D. I guess it's just one minute then. I would oh, okay, so it would definitely level. be gone by now. Yeah, it's probably way Yeah, it's a, it's a cantrip. It doesn't last that long. Yeah. So now, uh, quickly making his way past the strange assortment of mannequins in the base of the middle tower, hurries over to the leftmost tower, ready to kick down the door and keep doing mm. fighter stuff. And the rest of the party, are we all just 
heading on in there. Yep. Oh. Yeah, right. I guess so. I'm uh, going ahead and open up the door. Okay, and I'm gonna have to ask you guys to bear with me real quick. I actually need to run to the back. No. Opens the door. And this one, as you bracket open, actually seems like it takes a bit more effort. It's it's almost rusted into its frame. And it as you push on it initially, nothing happens. And push harder no strength check not even a strength check it's just like would that be something that you would give you pause or would you just push harder to open? oh no he's just gonna kick the door no, he's open the door so you do eventually force the door open and inside unlike the rest of the slaughterhouse including the other two towers dust is thick on the floor of this room and it is completely empty uh, with no distinguishing features whatsoever, save for a small little group of footprints in the middle of the room that lead in one trail to the staircase on the western side and up to the upper story. That is it. I suppose I'm going to go check Be out. Before you walk in, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder and give you the signal over lips. Quiet. All right. I will uh, roll a stealth check. Uh, and I can, I got all those. I've had all of those for you for a long time, actually, because this hasn't cool. come up in quite some time. <laughs> good. Yes, we want, we want to be stealthy here. But uh, let me go ahead and just throw you guys stealths. And the way we do this here on this particular channel is I roll these quite simply so that the stealth is one of the skills that's very, very easy to like metagame if you know you rolled high or low. And it's, it's hard to not, honestly. If you see yourself roll a one on stealth, it's hard to not <laughs> metagame that at all. So I roll their stealth checks so the party, because I mean, they're trying their best. They just don't know exactly how good their best is in this situation. So I got stealth checks for you guys. Okay. And I will proceed over. That said, Nell is in freaking full plate, so stealth is not yeah. exactly his forte. Stealth of negative six or whatever. No, it's not only negative three. By the way, three. the... Uh, yeah, it's not that bad. The, num the bars are fixed. They're not over my head yeah. anymore. Yep, it seems like Roll20 has updated that and Fantastic. shifted the bars back upward. So as you move into the room... Alert and ready for anything. It is utterly silent in here. Uh, there is no blood or gore or meat in here like there is throughout the rest of the slaughterhouse and smeared across the floors. And even the sound of the constantly buzzing flies around the dried blood stains throughout Sanguine Brothers falls silent out the door behind you. This door seems like it has been closed for a very long time. And based on the footprints, exactly one person appears to have been in here. And they didn't use the door. So we head in and just go straight up the stairs? Yep. Ja, stop crawling on the ground. <laughs> Let me take that prone marker off of her, her thing, because I assume she's not actually crawling what? on the floor. <laughs> Once I get to the top of the stairs, I will look around. Roll a perception Sorry. check. There. 
as you come up oh. the stairs here, following the one line of footsteps, there's a 25 on Nell's perception to look around. Uh, you can see up here the dust lays just as thick as it did below. And your movement disturbs it more than anything appears to have in years, possibly decades. And it stirs the dust up into the air, uh, into the completely still air of this room. Shelves around the outside of the walls here contain an assortment of random rolled rugs, tapestries, there's a couple of framed paintings, uh, not hung on the walls, but standing atop the shelves and just leaning against the walls callously, with some documents stacked around as well. Most of the documents, even as you come up the stairs, you can see clearly and prominently bear stamped symbols of Taldor or Yanmas and their legal systems. One banner hangs on the wall at the southern end of the room here in a gap between the shelves and is entirely unfaded and strangely completely devoid of dust. The footsteps ascend up the stairs, continue out into the center of the room, and then simply stop. I want to detect magic on that thing from here. Not a terrible idea, and can't really blame you for that one. So immediately noticing the one thing in this room that very much stands out here. Inori cast Detect Magic. And you do immediately, let me double check this here. Because I believe there is effect that very, very rarely comes up on this. No, that's Before not the Detect Magic. The entire room it's... is a mimic and we just get eaten. <laughs> That's not the tech magic, it's something else. It's like the tech good or detect evil, that if the aura is so much higher level than you, it actually stuns you. Yep. That's not the tech magic, never mind. It, that's that's certain spells, but not magic, no. Yeah. That would be very scary. You detect on the banner an incredibly powerful aura of transmutation. Wow. Otherwise, the room appears to be devoid of magic. I'm just going to lean into Nell's ear and be like, incredibly magical. I'm going to move closer and look at it. I'm not touching it. I'm not getting within five feet of it. Incredibly magical. Walks over immediately. Yeah, I am so, looking closer at it. I want to see what it actually is. Looking what the, what with the his eyes. Is. As you get close, keeping a good, healthy five-foot distance here, but as you move up to it, it appears to be a pennon of some sort, very meticulously woven with the bright green and blue colors of Taldor. It depicts a horse and an elephant, both back-to-back, -back rearing, preparing to charge. Uh, Dara, <laughs> with your knowledge of the military and your, your background, your profession soldier, and you're being in the, the room literally at all. <laughs> you <laughs> I wasn't planning on walking up to the room, but I guess I will now. <laughs> you would recognize this uh, not only as being the sigil of the Talden military, but the uh, one of the older symbols that are still in use today. Like one that has been a constant throughout Taldor's military since the older armies of exploration, since they first became, like Taldor really first became an organized nation. So am I touching this? Are we leaving this? What are, what are we doing with this? All in favor of leaving? 
Aye. Baylor, heavy transmutation on that thing. I guess I'm walking up. Baylor ain't scared of no flag. Get my own detect magic up, wave it around, make sure there's nothing else before I go to focus on. As you move closer here and swing your own detect magic around the room, you once again detect that aura on the pennant here. But up closer, your detect magic isn't obscured and almost kind of muffled by how strong the aura on this flag is. And you also detect a second aura of not as powerful, but still very strong transmutation coming from the shelf to the left, uh, to the left of the flag here on the edge. Upon hearing from, this, uh, I'm just, I'm over here. There's two very powerful magic things. I don't want to be near them. I don't know if he said it out loud though. I'm assuming he went in here with intent to share this information with the party yeah. as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, like, would, would you say that or would you not? Yeah, I'd, feel, I'd say there's something else too. Yeah, no, I, I'm over here. I'm ready to leave the room. <laughs> and uh, identifying that second aura, you would see it appears to be a small bundle, maybe about a foot and a half long, about six, eight inches deep of an ancient black felt wrapped around something, and the aura is coming from the inside of it. Ooh. Not uh, like ancient, but I mean like it's been in here as long as everything else has. It's covered in dust and the felt's faded. It's almost a, like kind of a, just a grayish now. Sort of sad looking. It's clearly not the felt itself that's magical. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's well, in I it, Baylor? have to open it to find out I guess but see if I can try to figure out what's up with the big one first so to do a proper spellcraft check to really like I try to identify what is up with this flag you're gonna need to like inspect it that's why I'm preparing myself <laughs> you're doing it Baylor done scared of no flag yeah I'll go for it <laughs> Oh, boy. So, Baylor steps up cautiously, worried, but in his years as a studied wizard, aware that something this powerful, whatever it is, could possibly be useful to you. Make me a spellcraft check. Thirty-two. Oof. As you look Eight. this banner over... And even as you touch it, you can start to feel just a hint of the power that is contained within this standard, whatever it is. It seems to have layers upon layers of effects and was something not so much designed to enhance the bearer itself, but to enhance the armies they led. Oh, wow. If you were to raise this standard either from a weapon or a staff or even just from a pole mount on your back, any of your allies 
within 60 feet that can see the banner would get a plus two morale bonus on all saving throws. They would also get a five foot enhancement to their base speed. Just all the time. As long as they're within 60 feet of this banner. What about a glaive? <laughs> I was about to say. You want to be the flag bearer? <laughs> I think it might be a good idea to decorate my glaive. In addition, this banner can be activated. Uh, once per day, you can call out some more of its power and declare a charge. And when you declare this charge, you're not, you don't, you aren't charging. I mean, you can, but you don't have to. You are declaring go, fight, win. As a swift action, any of your allies affected by the banner, their movement speed bonus goes from five feet to 20 feet for one round. And if they charge, they will not take an AC penalty for doing so. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is this is the Nell Wrecking Ball standard. This is a WOG banner. <laughs> this is yep. exactly what this that's, is. That's what I was thinking is like, let's put that on my back and whenever I feel like going in, I can just You scream. can also benefit from it yourself. <laughs> yes, if you want to declare like the charge, you could also, you, you also benefit. So as is becoming a recurring theme for the ancient artifacts of Taldor you just seem to keep unearthing there is yeah, certainly my more yeah there's certainly <laughs> more to this there is definitely deeper power here but you're unsure of how to access it or what kind of magic you'd need to draw it out but this is certainly only the beginning of what the standard of conquest is capable of Standard of Conquest. I like well, it. I suppose this one comes down to would you guys rather have it on Kahina or, or myself? Because it, it would work perfectly fine on either of us. But visually, though. I, well, I mean, yeah, it would look cool as a cape. I get that. But he said you have to be able to it see it. It needs to be hoisted. No, I was thinking like hoisting it like this on my back. Oh, yeah, like you can, you can, yeah, you can put it like that on your back. It can exactly, you can have like a beam and a crossbar and just hang this from your backpack when you're ready to go adventuring. Say goodbye to Stealth Jacks forever, but you're, well, anyway, let's not pretend you're sneaky. Fun yep. fact, Nell got the highest stealth out of everybody when I rolled them all, actually. Of course he did. Of course <laughs> really? Yeah, because you got a net 20. Everyone else got less than nine. You were actually the sneakiest in your full weight. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> He's been practicing. That's the first time I've ever rolled a stealth check on my life. Nell is not sneaky. No, he is not, but this um, time it somehow worked out. He's, yeah, he's just really, really good when he needs to be, I guess. Uh, either way, either Nell can mount it on his back, or for now, since we are here and don't mm -hmm. really have the thing to mount it, I can tie it to the glaive. Yeah, for now it should definitely be attached to the glaive. We can decide what to do with it and how to use it later, but for now, that's the easiest way for us to utilize this. Now you got me really interested in what that other thing is. Mm -hmm. You want to step up? <laughs> and about at this point, the mist. Hearing him say that, she immediately steps up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
But Nori's gonna accept the challenge. You can't get yeah, you can't get called out like that. Yeah, you can't call it Nori out. You crazy. What do I need? Spellcraft. You need handle spellcraft, this thing. Oh, you friend. need to open it first. I know right? that's carefully with my fingerless gloves. Attempt to pick this thing up gently. As you pick it up, it appears to be wrapped around a mostly flat, firm but relatively flexible object. Like a cord or a belt of some kind. Huh. And as you cautiously pull the felt away, uh, you reveal it is in fact a black leather belt inset with a large round platinum buckle in the front. Yeah, if you want to make me your spellcraft check. Spellcraft! You cast your own detect magic. With a 28. And with a 28, you can identify this belt here is a much stronger and much more refined version of a belt that a lot of you might be familiar with existing. It's it's not unheard of. You live in a world with magical objects. You all come from backgrounds that you would know things like belts of strength and belts of dexterity exist. Dar is wearing one right now. Yeah, Dar yeah. literally has one. This is a much more potent enhancement than those. Uh, this belt will not increase your strength. This belt will not increase your dexterity. This belt will not increase your constitution. This belt will increase all three. <laughs> oh boy. Annoy his eyes. <laughs> this is a belt of physical perfection plus two. It's pretty All right. It's pretty sweet, Baylor. Sometimes not every room tries to kill you. Sometimes rooms just have nice things in them. I am super. This is why you don't leave without exploring everything. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a belt. It kind of matches the <laughs> trench coat and my my pants and everything. I'm just saying. I don't know. I thought it would be what? a humongous enhancement to several of you. Which... I mean, did you tell us that it, what it was? Yeah, I would like, say it. I would say cool. it. Yeah, like technically, you know, it's only this right now. This is a sweet belt, man. No, she wouldn't even be able to contain it. She would be like, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> I mean, I already like detected it, it was a strong object. Yeah. If you if she tried to say it was nothing, I'd be like, the hell are you talking about? Give me that. <laughs> Give me that thing. What are you yeah, doing? that's an almost 20,000 gold belt. That's... Yeah. That's What three good. stats was it for? Strength, three, four, dex, three and con. All three of your physical stats would get plus two if you wear that. Wow. Ooh. Con, strength, and... What was... Is this just the room of Wog? Must be. Uh, looking around the room, uh, again, detect magic now... Turns up nothing else. These seem to be the two things of particular importance. But the rest of the room is still full of assorted memorabilia. This all looks like historic. This looks for all of you but Kahina. It reminds you very much of how your adventure began. When you fell, or not fell, when you were teleported into the safe house below the Senate chambers. And one of the first things you found was that room... Uh, that museum, the displays, full of ancient historical and political memorabilia and artifacts. This is like a much smaller, much lesser version of that. Uh, the slaughterhouse has only been closed down for maybe a decade, but many of the items here, like the standard and, and the documents and other banners and portraits around, are much, much older than that. 
Uh, a lot of these are valuable collector's items for sure. Possibly storage for some sort of museum or maybe someone's personal collection. Mm. Uh, I would like to look through the uh, a lot of the political papers. Uh, looking through a lot of the documents, none of these are uh, none of these are business related. Uh, none of them seem like they would be useful to you. You're looking at things that are like old political treatises, uh, maps and plans from the ancient armies of exploration, old drafts of uh, legislature and bills and whatnot. This is all historical. This belongs in a museum kind of stuff. Huh. It's almost like we know somebody back in um, back in Marat that collects this kind of stuff and pays pretty good money for it. I bet we could get a, even more here in Yanmas. You said there's paintings? Uh, there are a few, yes. Can I examine those? Uh, there are, I'm going to say two up uh, on top. It, it's mostly more like a banners and standards and heraldry, but there are two portraits here. One of them appears to be a fairly old painting of a massive flaming lion. And I think this would be well known enough. I don't think that any of you, you all grew up in Taldor, right? All of you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. All of you would recognize a, the Grograssant. It's a one of the most well-known. It's like knowing what a bald eagle is growing up in America. You don't have to have gone to a zoo and seen a bald eagle. You know what a bald eagle looks like. This is a painting of a uh, like Uh and This is this is also yeah, pretty much the Tudor equivalent, really. It, it serves much the same role growing up here. It is the symbol of Taldor's independence and their freedom, and more than that, it is a symbol of their strength. It's a massive six-eyed lion whose mane is said to be all kinds of things from actual just burning fire to the rings of the sun itself. His footsteps shake the earth. The things you've heard about this mythical creature would spread the entire gamut of something with such uh, such steep legends in this country you've grown up in. And it is a, it's a fairly well done and decades-old painting of what's pretty close to the national icon. Okay. The other one is a pair of people. And I think That'd that one's going to be a knowledge history for you to have any real chance of recognizing who they are. Oh, we only have one person here who can do That's that. That's going to be Nerd Boy. What you got? <laughs> you you, you ask me? That's true. Actually, you're the one looking at it. So you would just see a, a, an well, old painting of two people you don't really recognize. Uh, one one of them would be wearing a green and blue breastplate uh, with a massive halberd slung across his back. And he would be standing tall with short cropped hair and a very large but incredibly straight and maintained beard next to what looks like almost a comedically small blonde woman standing next to him with a very elegant and ancient-fashioned pale white dress. No, I probably yeah. wouldn't ask, because I'm only looking at the paintings to see if they are valuable slash interesting to me personally. 
Well, you want to try? You want to see if you can do better at appraising here, my friend. The thing um, is, this one would be difficult because you would that be perform artistry or appraise? Uh, I mean, if you want to get like the value of a painting just as a painting, but you you feel like they're worth more than that. If you wanted to figure out what this this room was worth, that's almost not even an appraise check because you you know it's all old valuable stuff, but you it's not something you can just. Like, you would need an understanding of the history of these things to really figure out. It would almost be more knowledge history to figure out what this... What you some you of this need to know work. what they are yeah, you to need know, to know what, they what they are to something figure out. Exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, if I'm coming across that many objects that I don't recognize or understand, that would definitely be a... Hey, Baylor, what are these? I mean, it's just it would just be like going to a National History Museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But without any labels or anything. And Dara, even Dara, though, too, if they're military... A lot of it would be military, yes. So, professional Dara, soldier might... Yeah, actually, without even a role, Dara, if you're just looking around the room here, you would definitely recognize that second painting as being General Korn and his wife, who led the Third, third Army of Exploration into Western Avistan back in 1520. So, about 3,000 years ago. Well... He would be a very major military figure. Someone here very much likes our military history. Someone here liked it, I think. I don't know if mm. they're around anymore. Maybe one of the brothers was a collector? It's possible. Well, I guess the question is, is how much of this can fit in the bag of holding? I mean, we could always come back for it once we're done. I mean... If you do that, though, we leave and somebody else comes to clean up the scene, chances are we won't get a second chance. True. Uh, well most of it is small, so okay. or able to be carefully folded up, like the, the heraldry and the tapestries. Uh, the only two things that wouldn't easily fit in a bag of holding are the two paintings. Well, what we can do is finish clearing out, then grab the paintings on our way out. I'm just gonna. <laughs> he saw her before dawn, break into slaughterhouse, and just walk out with a couple of big paintings. Hey, everyone! No, we're not letting one. Like, <laughs> kid, though. Well, there's still the question of who takes the belt. Because that is immediately useful to us, and. It's a very powerful belt. I know Inori wants it. Inori has it, so. He's just sitting there, like, holding it next to the trench coat. Look, it, like, almost matches perfectly. <laughs> just patting it. It's it would be fantastic on Inori or me, because both of us are frontliners. Mm -hmm. It's between you two, basically. You'd hear a voice in your head, Inori. Oh, boy. How many of these Parakas he killed? That's a really good question, Siarn. Hey, Nell, by the way, Siarn brings up a very a very big point. He asked me how many you actually killed of these Paracas today. Currently, none at this point. I've been more focused on keeping everyone at least mildly safe. Mm. And you've been doing a fine job. But to help me kill more Paracas, I think I should have this belt. Well, it's fine with me. That Sound was... reasoning? I'm going to say to CR, but that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I honestly can't believe that worked, but you know, here we are. Fantastic. You don't currently have a belt, do you? 
No, I don't. Okay. I think Dara owns the only belt. Yeah, I think Dara's got the only stat belt right now. Is the well, she's going to take her crappy belt yeah. off and throw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real good. We'll never find something that cool again. So, I mean, we found this one. That's true. Maybe, maybe, we're, maybe this is a sign of things to come and how you say we'll never find something that cool. But currently, all of us are holding really cool items. That's a good point. I mean, have you seen my face? You see the gold yeah, tattoos? You're, you're the only one here without a relic. You can take Everyone else has an ancient relic steeped in tells in history. And he's like, I want, just want this belt. Come on. I I've got a mask CR and a standard. And like, I'm right here. <laughs> CR's like, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with uh, with Anori taking it. Mm-hmm. I would like to watch watch uh, her and CR and work with it. Hell, I have a spear that's worth almost as much as that belt. Uh, that spear is put in a lot of work. That spear has done some awesome. truly magical things in this right, campaign. So far. I, mean, I, I think the spear is worth more than the belt. Uh, Probably. It's, it's a holy spear yeah, too, isn't it? Belt 16, isn't it? Yeah, belt no, the 16. Belt's 20. Belt 20. 16. It was, it was it? Like nearly 20. Yeah, it's 16. The, the spear okay, is yeah, the weapon's actually worth more than the belt. The weapon's pretty used to Anyway, with that, deciding that stuffing the bag of holding with everything in this room was not the current predominant concern, and Stuff's handing the belt of physical perfection over to Inori, the five of you head back downstairs. You've now been through all three of the towers that stick up from the back of Sanguine Brothers, so the only thing left are four doors on the ground floor, now straight across from you. Uh, you've made it to the far west side of the building. In the southwest corner, there appears to be one more section of the warehouse. The Are section- The doors is a lot of doors. Are those two different doors or is that a set of double that doors? That would actually be a set of doors. So it is three All right. independent sets of doors, two individual ones and a double door furthest to the east. And on the outside of the building, it's not a perfectly rectangular building, of course. These three turrets extend out of the northern end of the building, and the southwestern corner juts out a little ways too. This is what the smiling halfling brothers are painted on. Behind some of these doors would be the room behind the high set windows that are the halfling brothers' eyes. Which is where the dreams are taking place. Which is where oh. the dreams are taking place. Yay! All right, I will tie off my rope, look back at everyone as I drop it over the edge and say, all right, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. It's been a long morning. You quickly, you guys can make your way down this rope back onto the floor without any real hassle here. Uh, sliding down is significantly down. easier than climbing up. Not sure how you're going to get it back exactly, but... I got to go back up there. And then what, jump down Iron Man style? No, I, no, there's stuff up there that we're going to get when we're done. Oh, so you're leaving the rope for now. Okay, fair enough. The door to the west, that was blocked, correct? That would be the double door, door from up. the outside, yes. And you can see that it is, in fact, set with a large iron bar, uh, physically barricading it shut on, on this side. Nell, can you move that? I could. 
Going ahead and I, I'd, I'd prefer on. if we had a quick retreat that wasn't past the pile of death in case anything goes wrong in these three rooms. Yeah, because currently the only quick layout is past the huge pile of getting stabbed that is still a heap in the center of the room. Uh, this is the door you would, yes, have used the, you have unchained and unlocked on the outside. And with this barricade removed to this iron bar placed on the ground, this western double door now opens to the outside. All right, I'll leave it closed for now, but it is unlocked. So. And we come back down onto the main floor and back into the fantastic blood and filth that is the slaughterhouse floor. It was a nice brief respite from being swarmed by flies, but we return. So I will walk over to the closest door. Make a fortitude it. save. All right. Oh, no. Oh. I was almost in that one. <laughs> That mm -hmm. one was teasing you. As you approach this further, this furthest west door, the one closest to the ex uh, the exit, uh, you can see that this door is sealed. Uh, it's not a simple wooden or iron door like everything else in the Sangha Brothers. It actually has cracked rubber seals around the outside of it, uh, making it once would have been airtight. Uh, but with the lack of upkeep they have worn and dried to the point where it's just barely uh, letting air through. And even as you go west to open the double doors, you would start to think, man, this slaughterhouse smells worse than I remember. But maybe it was just a brief respite from the horrible smell of death and blood while you were upstairs. But as you approach this western door, it very rapidly gets exponentially worse. To the point where as you approach the door itself with your 19 fortitude save you are physically sickened we aired this place out there's some doors over here <laughs> i don't think we want to open it to the public i don't uh, think opening one door is going to help that much with probably how much rotting meat there is in there. After a few seconds, you grit your teeth, still your stomach and get over it. But the smell is absolutely unbearable by this I door. don't know that we should open that one. I have a very sinking feeling that it's going to be either filled with old rotting meat from when the slaughterhouse was open oh. or rotting corpses. Either way, filth fever is not what I feel like today. Uh, we should be fine as long as we don't go in, but we do have to at least look. Well, I'm going to let you do that. I'll go on ahead and open the door. <laughs> you reach up and pull on the door to try to open this, and with the state of the seals around the door as they are now, it doesn't budge at all. It is uh, pretty much weld into its friend. Uh, this one is going to take an actual strength check to try to heave open. Oh, All right. oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you rear back and pull again with the seven. <laughs> and you don't you don't even get the door to, to budge on this. I mean, if you want to take 10 or even take 20 on this, you can. There's no throw. Right Dar, did you climb back up to the catwalk? <laughs> no, 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 I'm under. I'm under okay, I'm I was under. just double-checking. 20. 
He he ain't about that life. No, this is this is all about him actually making this check. We ain't here to take tens and twenties. We're here to win this regular style. So you put your foot up on the wall next to the store, <laughs> grab the handle, and heave back with all of your might. And as you do, the door erupts open. <gasps> and you hear absolutely sickening squelching. And as it bursts outward, a huge pile of massive several inch long maggots heaped up almost to your waist spill out of the doorframe and all over now. I'm gonna need you guys to make me some initiative rolls, my friends. That's nasty. Ew. Ooh, that's pretty good initiative from uh from Baylor. The hard 20 plus the D4 because he doesn't want to mess with this thing here. It's a good thing I'm the one messing with it. So as the swarm of maggots here erupts into the room and uh, spills all over Nell, immediately <laughs> you are up to your actual knees Oof. in swarming inch-long white grubs. Uh, you take nine damage, and I need to I need you to make me a fortitude save. Just one. Yes. Uh, with an eight, you are immediately overwhelmed with panic as these grubs spill all over you, and you are distracted, uh, which is functionally nauseated, so you can only take a move action on your term. I also need you to make a reflex save. Oh! You are very <laughs> disgusted! You are yep. natural 20 disgusted, and you actually jump back away from the wave here in panic as these wash over you. Baylor, make a fortitude save as the stench erupts out from this room behind the door. Uh, with an eight, as this almost literal wall of smell hits you, you are overwhelmed with nausea. You are nauseated. Uh, you can see inside the door here, this swarm of grubs appears to have piled up against the door trying to get out, but behind, uh, but inside, there are several human bodies in an absolutely unrecognizable state, with dozens if not hundreds more of these things crawling all over them. But it is your turn. I'm nauseated. Basically, all I could do would be open this door, right? Yeah, you can take move actions. So you uh, you lean could, over. Could, could, could I take a move action to open it and five foot step through it, or just? Yeah, you can do that. You can so because if you don't take a move action that is moving, you can five foot yeah. step. So you reach over and immediately push open 
the panic route that you had prepared and step out, out of the warehouse to literally anywhere that isn't right here. All right, Dara, you are far enough away that while the stench is awful, you are not actually mechanically affected by it. Um, I see Baylor step out and I am horrified. Yeah, you about... see him push the door open and stumble out. It's it's like that's yeah. that's his reaction pretty much. Well and I see like basically Nell get like the just like wave over him all these like really horrible looking nonsense. So I'm just going to step back because I don't have any real great plan of action. I'm gonna step back and just what that's I'm just what? you see this whole this side of grubs and you're like I don't know I can't <laughs> shoot at this this is not gonna do anything there are thousands of those I just step back behind the wall and I'm like okay <laughs> so do you wanna ready or I, I, I'm I'm ready to fire at anything I could fire at. If but... anything else shows up, we're gonna <laughs> shoot it. Yeah. Kahina, you are definitely in the blast zone of the stink door. Make Oof. me a fortitude save. Now, with the hand behind the cape factored in. Now, with the cape factored in. Uh, <laughs> didn't help. Fortitude saves. We have found Kahina's absolute weakness. Uh, as this wall of stench hits you, you as well are nauseated by just the pure power. Like, it's it's honestly difficult to stay conscious. It's not just like regular rotting dead stink. This is like supernatural enhanced oh. grub rotting dead stink. And no amount of hardened adventuring or spy training with Martella could possibly prepare you for this. I'm just time to time to run over here and just start vomiting <laughs> so you you immediately fall back to north underneath the catwalk near the corner dara's hiding behind anywhere anywhere where there might be slightly fresher air i mean away. that's away from the door so that's slightly fresher air and just just bleh. uh Still a lady, still, still, still a noble. Do you want to start performing? Because that is a move action for you, so you you can do that. Oh, I can. Loosely through the nausea, you yeah. can start performing. I yeah, okay, all right. Woo. Take a second to compose yourself <sighs> and begin performing. I um, <laughs> try to. to um. This is a truly disgusting encounter. <laughs> the grubs continue to wash out of the door towards Nell as he stumbles backwards in disgust. And these little these little things, small as they are, definitely seem to have like teeth or beaks of some sort. They're large enough to be horrifically disgusting, but small enough to still be able to fit and wiggle into your armor. And you can feel them not just biting but trying to burrow into you. <gasps> so they're not really maggots, because maggots only eat dead flesh. You take nine more damage. Make me another fortitude save. I guess you can't be double distracted, so just make me the reflex save. You're already distracted. Uh, with a 19, 
you still very quickly try to uh, pull back and, and beat down against your armor to smash the ones that you can feel digging into your flesh, but you are just barely keeping them out of your body. Inori, you are absolutely disgusted by the stench, but just barely far enough from the door that it does not mechanically affect you. Still gonna dry heave a little bit when they come rolling out of the door. Um, uh, I want to move away from this, preferably in one, two, three, there. Um, and uh, part of that movement, I can draw a wand, right? Like, no, you so. can draw a weapon. You can't draw oh, a it's... wand out of your bag. It's specifically you can draw like a weapon from its sheath on your belt. Okay. You can't so... like pull a wand out of your bag as part of movement or a potion or anything like that. To draw it, it's just, it has to be my standard though. It does. Ooh. That's unfortunate. That's okay, so. Are for. Yep. I'm gonna draw it and then move over here, I guess, and just shout them now. Get out of the way! I'm so, holding up my wand. <laughs> you pull out this wand, wave it, move! <laughs> Nell, you are distracted, so you are also functionally nauseated. So you can only take Five action. foot step, plant my feet. Uh, actually, are these big enough I can hit them? They like, are not. I mean, they're they're about an inch, so like there are still thousands of them in the pile. Uh, they are. Uh, let me double check. I checked this before, but I don't trust myself. I'm pretty sure fine is the line where they can't take weapon damage. Yeah, they can't take weapon damage. They are small enough that you can't do any meaningful damage to them with your sword. Yep. So I'll just five foot step, plant my feet, start tanking, doing my job. Yeah, you put your feet down. You focus up. You get one health back as the boots of the earth start to draw strength. Baylor, you are still nauseated. But you are outside. The fresh air is a great relief, but you are not that far from the door, so it's still awful. I'm gonna yell out as best I can, get up the rope, and then I'm gonna close this door. <laughs> Shut the door! So Faylor stumbles outside, overcome with nausea, yells back <laughs> into the room, get up the rope! And shuts the door. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> So as you look around, it's still dark outside. There are still lights in the homes around here, but again, this is down near uh, what's referred to in Yonmas as the Wash, the lower end of town, and most of these are smaller, cheaper wooden housing. Uh, there's not much for people out on the street yet at this hour of day. That's specifically why you came down here this early. Dara. He... Just left. <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> this, this, this is Dara. He just left. Here's your here's your rope right there. By the way, I see your rope is currently tied up to lead to back up to the top, right in front of the door. Oh, A little bit oh, to, okay, the, okay, to okay, the west okay. of you. Okay. Um. Put it on the map so we can see it. Kind of in the middle of all of you. But I'll have to make a... You'll have to make I'll climb checks to... to get up it. They're not high climb checks, but they are climb checks. 
Uh, you would know. It's fairly common knowledge. It's not like the rope's not knotted or anything. You just slid down it. Climbing up a slack rope this is about a DC 10 climb check. Can I? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a thing, but can do I know if maggots have eyes? <laughs> you can't see any eyes, and without a a knowledge nature, I don't think you know enough about maggots specifically to understand their physiology. Okay. Um. Well, I still feel like I'm gonna pull out a blinding bag of powder. Wait, is this the is this the sack? <laughs> Is this the pocket sand? Is, is this, this time? <laughs> yes! I'm gonna pull out- I have three bags of this. I'm gonna pull out- I don't know. I guess I can pull out one or two or three. I don't know how many I can pull you out. Can, you can pull out one from your bag. The ones you took when you first met Bartleby at the Tanager Jubilee that you were supposed to throw in a bunch of halflings and you felt bad, so you just put them in your pockets. It's finally time! Dara pulls out the little fancy light purple paper sachet of blinding powder. And just chucks it over there, I guess. <laughs> just pitches it at the gross. Yeah. yeah. Make me a ranged attack roll. Oh, okay. Not 20 this. Um, okay, ranged so attack roll. So you are I also 35 feet away, so it's in the third range increment for this, so it's at a minus four. Okay, so, and then... But plus two. two. But plus two from the performance, so minus two. So minus two, okay. Come on. With a 21, you toss this bag of powder into the swarm. And as the swarm is spilled out of the door, it has kind of largely flattened out. And it's now ankle-deep piles of maggots. They do seem to squirm away as it approaches. <laughs> but still, they're not particularly fast, these little crawly monsters. And it splashes directly all over the pile. And you see this blast of, like, sparkling fine sand, just like you'd seen at the Halflings back of the Jubilee, burst across the grubs. Ah. <laughs> you know. uh. That's amazing. That's a standard to pull it and move. My whole that. thing, well, yeah. Maybe a pull it and throw it. So that's that's you, yeah. You can five foot step okay. if you want to, but no, that's fine. I'm otherwise, that's Kahina. Kahina, you are still nauseated. Um, I guess as of until I am no longer nauseated and can actually cast a spell, <clears throat> we're just gonna keep the performance going. Keep for half. Performing half crying in the corner, half trying not to vomit on Dara <laughs> as these horrible grubs continue to do horrible grub things. And as uh, Nell has his feet planted now, these grubs just continue to surge onto him. And he's backing away, but he's now made his stand. He's holding his ground. They flow in to do six more damage. Make me a fortitude save against the distraction, and then a reflex save. So you are focused now. You got your feet planted. You're ready. You are at attention. 16. You are absolutely not distracted. But with the 16 on the reflex, with your feet now firmly planted, 
you are unable to stop the tide that's getting into your boots and your greaves. And you feel as these creatures are not only biting and doing a lot of damage and they'll start to look fairly bloodied. They are starting to push themselves into your body. Oh, and they are no. burrowing into your legs. And ew, as ew, ew. these creatures infest you, you feel a sort of like a, a almost numbed tingling start to spread through your body as some part of their saliva or a venom just starts to deaden your nerves. You lose three constitution. Oh, boy. Inori. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> move further away. <laughs> Step one, not that. <laughs> it missed me with that. Holding the wand on him, be like, no, this is gonna hurt you a lot more than it hurts me. And I'm gonna fire a lightning bolt wand into the swarm. So you, uh, I don't have to. Uh, hit me. I don't have to I, he's not part of it, then I don't have to hit him. I guess. I, I thought mean, it was, you. If he's part of the swarm. He, the, the swarm is is crawling all over him, but it is occupying a large area around him. You can, it's a big enough space that you can shoot it past like the side, like where it's coming from, and hit Oh, one, a, okay, cool. Yeah, then like I'll you can hit through here. I thought uh, I had to hit the whole thing because he's in it. No, it's a, it's it's occupying a 10-foot area. There's enough swarm you can blast this, uh, this surge of lightning past now without actually hitting him. Okay. Uh, so I just roll an attack with that. Uh, you know, I, I hit automatically. They make a reflex save. Oh, sweet. So what? Oh, uh, remind me what the caster level on the wand is. Five. The reflex save would be. Let me just roll it and see if. Let me get first off. Okay, they definitely failed. Doesn't matter. They definitely failed. So <laughs> go ahead and roll me the five d six damage. Like, let me just roll this. We'll figure out the DC on the wand is later. Ooh. So, 19. 19 points of damage uh, with an additional 9 because you're shooting it through a swarm, and this is area effect spell is extra yeah. powerful against them. So, 28 points of damage. As this burst of lightning shoots right through the swarm, which seems to make no attempt to avoid it, frying mm, about a... Th I'm going to say a third of it. Oh, man, only a... Nell. I'm going to take the run action. Time to go. <laughs> I'm going to run in a straight line as far away from this as I can. Off so, in this direction. The run action for you is triple uh, because you are wearing heavy armor. Fighter. Are you still... I think it's it's still triple. I don't think that gives you quadruple run. You ignore a lot of the penalties of heavy armor, but you're still definitely only times three to run. But are you speed 30 still? Yeah. Okay, so you, so you can run 90 feet, which is pretty decently far across the warehouse. Uh, almost all the way back to where the first dead Piraka is laying. So uh, you can you can certainly do that. You can get yeah. to there. Exactly. You are just going to take off running. 
and uh, that's that's as far as you can. Oh, just one less. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can go somewhere in that direction. So you run off in a straight line, and as you just sprint away from this horrible mess, as you run past the pile of crap, once again, a uh, an actuated hook shoots out at you. And as it has so many times before, as you are just sprinting frantically, it harmlessly glances off your armor as you run by, <laughs> not even aware this was a thing that was happening. You <clears throat> run from this swarm off to the eastern half of the slaughterhouse, but you can still feel a handful of these things crawling and burrowing into you. This certainly does not stop the group of them that have already infested your body. It doesn't take them out. It just stops any more of them from crawling in. Uh, Baylor, you are still nauseated outside. Can I ready a move action if it's just a move action? Yeah. You can ready an action, so yeah, you can. Alright. As I'm just trying to get myself settled. I want to stay close, but I also don't want to die. I just want to ready that if I see them start, like, pouring under the door or anything, I'm going to move as far north as I can. Up along the side of the building. Yeah. And with these massive heavy metal doors shut, you can barely even hear it. There's still a fight happening inside. You don't hear much. Very little of any sounds that can escape this slaughterhouse. Even if you're like leaning up against the door, you can barely even hear if anything's going. Even on the inside. lightning bolt. <laughs> even the lightning bolt. Wow. Okay. It's a it's a brick building with a massive heavy iron double door, so not much. This is getting out here. He would have heard like uh, maybe a little snap, like a firecracker from the lightning bolt. That's probably all the sound that would have escaped. Dara. I'm going to see Nell sprint by. Clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> see that is full point. Stop, 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 stop. Off across the uh, You don't see house. Nell running away too often. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty rare one. I, yeah, dude, Dara's spooked. I'm super spooked. Um, but how is... So I'm going to look at... Is is Kahina, like, still... She's not throwing She looks like she's starting like, to come to move. grips with it. She looks like she's starting to come to grips with it at this point. And she's still performing. Okay, I'm going to wait my turn until after Kahina goes. Okay, so I'll just move you down one. Uh, Kahina, you are no longer nauseated. You are now sickened, which is just minus two to most things, but you can act normally. So it just kind of offsets your performance, really, because it's minus two to skill checks, attacks, and damage. So it actually just completely negates your performance. Okay. Um, I'm going to take... Baylor's advice, and I'm gonna start climbing that rope. So you're gonna move over to the rope, and then yes. you are going to make me a climb check to start getting up it. Yes, I am. Oops, I'm on the wrong. Now you edge. wear fairly light armor, but any armor makes it significantly difficult to get up a rope. But that doesn't stop you, as you very quickly start to pull yourself up halfway up this rope and then one more move action and you will be up at the catwalk but you are now about 10 feet off the ground <laughs> the swarm of grubs surges towards kahina just as she pulls herself up the rope this little tide 
of giant maggots fills the area underneath her. They can't reach you, obviously. They can't climb the rope. They're maggots. But if you fall, don't worry. They'll catch you. It's a nice oh big my squish. God. That's nasty. Nell, uh, even at this distance here, the dozen or so of these maggots that have bored into your flesh continue to eat away at you and you feel this numbness continue to spread through your body. You lose two more constitution. Are you still conscious? I yes. think you... Are you? Because you have 11 health and that should take you down 14. Oh, that's one modifier. Never mind. You're still conscious. Yep. Now is barely conscious across the room. I was thinking two modifiers, not two kind damage. So now at this point, as he runs away and stops, he almost falls over, coming to a stop next to the Paraka. He is just barely standing. And some of you can see, like, as he runs, these maggots falling off him, and you can see them still clinging to the outside of his armor, some of them crawling in. Inori. Oh, boy. We're going to try to move a little bit further away, not getting too close to that box of death. Maybe to, like... Here. You step mm. back towards the very edge of the pile here where it's uh, plates and beams are kind of spread across the floor low, but stay off of it. Yes. Up against the southern wall now, as far as you can get without risking the, the scary pile from this swarm. And um, I'm going to fire another lightning bolt at this swarm who's now trying to kill Kahina on the rope. Can't have that. Well, the good news is it is now completely in the open, and as you fire another blast of lightning through it, it is going to once again completely fail its reflex save. So Sweet. they are not fast creatures. They don't seem to be... They're maggots. They're a pile of maggots. Dodging lightning, not on this skill set. <laughs> All right, you're having a lot of success here. Give me that 5d6. To oh, that's a roll! Ooh. That's six 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 four three twenty five damage, which is thirty seven onto the swarm here, and you blast away the majority of what's left. One more of a, uh, even like a half of a lightning bolt at this point would be enough to mop them up. There is still a, a carpet of them that are alive and swarming beneath this rope, but it's maybe a quarter or less of the swarm there once was. Nice. Nell. I can tell I'm close to passing out from- You're trying to stay conscious here. Yeah, from everything. So I'm going to pull out a potion and I'm gonna plant my feet and I'm gonna hope and I'm gonna pray. Just. For uh, technical advice, you should probably put the con damage in your temporary so you don't have to remember what your uh, con I actually mean, is. I'm, it's just 10 con. I mean, yeah, fair enough. But there is a temporary field yeah. for this. So you plant your feet, focus really hard on staying standing, and let the boots of the earth slowly start to heal you up. Baylor, <laughs> having not been outside for a solid almost 30 seconds while this battle happens inside, leaning against the door, 
Yeah. You're an elderly half-elf. This is not yours area of expertise, but you are finally getting your feelings un under control. You are now sickened. I'm gonna open the door. I feel like I'm able to do anything. He opens the door back up. And you see the scene before you. Kahina dangling halfway up a rope with what's left of the swarm of maggots swarming beneath her. Dara around the corner and Nori back dangerously close to the pile of crap. Nell on the other side of the room, his feet planted but literally swaying, fighting to stay conscious. Like a hundred feet from Oop. you. Not mean to do that. Can I get rid of that? Yeah, I can do it. That's okay, fine. I got it. I'm going to tell you oh. there's no way you can safely Sirocco the storm with Kaina directly above it. You'll be launching maggots up into Kaina. <laughs> no. It goes down. It goes down. Oh, but okay. I mean, there's with her dangling above this swarm and it being a huge blast, I'm going to say there is no way you can, in the snap of the moment, do the calculus necessary on a spell you've never cast to place it somewhere exactly that doesn't hit her. as a huge AoE. Uh -huh. Sounds like an intelligence check to me. <laughs> Is there? Could you even fit it in here without actually hitting her? Is there a way that you could even do that? Yeah. yeah roll me. You know what? I will give you. Have <laughs> you wisdom more than int? Because that's like if you give me an int check. If you beat twenty, I will let oh, you I... place the Sirocco snap so that it barely grazes the swarm and not Kahina. I was gonna yell for Kahina to keep going oh, okay fair enough. and ready that if she got oh that's smart away from it he's doing smart things all right we'll let him do smart things so he's gonna ready i'm assuming sirocco he's gonna ready for me to get up ready sirocco if you get at this rope out of the way he is just gonna drop a freaking if, if furnace gets to him. the top and gets enough away that i feel i can do it i will cast all right Kahina, you have a climb check it is dc 10 to get up there if you beat 10, you get on the catwalk. If you get five or less, you fall into the grubs. Oh boy. Nope. That's a 15. Nope. Kahina, <laughs> Kahina with a 15, you have a minus one to climb. So that was actually kind of scary. Mm -hmm. uh, Kahina seeing this and have Baylor yell out, pulls herself up onto the catwalk and you still have and a move action left. I still have what? You still have a move action left. <laughs> I'm in the room and I'm shutting the door. Well, that's another move action, but you can. Well, I'm in the, get room, in the room, hiding in the corner. Uh, she gets in the room around the corner, and with oh, that my. double move, Go! Do that it! triggers Baylor's ready to action as the area around the grubs is now completely clear, and he completes his spell, and this blast of furnace fire appears in the air above the rock grubs incinerating a poor rope but also what happens to the grubs Baylor? reach into my spell component pouch pull out a handful of actual sand throw it up into the air it swirls into just like almost a tornado of heat and sand blasting down and frying the remaining maggots as Kahina barely makes it out in time. Not looking back. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Oh. Kahina's a cool guy. <laughs> and even, even sickened, 
you pull out this first use of this spell you've had ready, and it's like a space shuttle taking off. Just a huge eruption of fire that throws incinerated maggots all throughout the slaughterhouse floor. Uh, pinging off of you, Inori, Dara, the pile of crap, the bottom of the catwalk, these blackened, charred little husks of ash tumble and just dissolve into dust as they roll across the ground. Dara. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to stay back here. You're going to tuck yourself even further back in the corner, <laughs> setting yourself between the two towers so you can't even see anything but the little bit of the floor out directly would, in front of you. you I'm going to look over at Anori. I'm going to be like... You can see Anori across the room from you, straight <laughs> ahead. And that's all I do. Nell, as these maggots continue to chew away at you, you take four more constitution damage. The rest of you see Nell as he tries to stand with his feet planted, lose his footing, and crumple onto the floor. Inori. You can still hear the squelching of the maggots even from 20, 30 feet away as a decent contingent, honestly, like a dozen or two of these have made it into Nell's armor. And they're just squelching and munching away inside. You can't help but have a flashback to one of your first encounters with Dagio, when you watched nearly this same scenario unfold, but with rats. As oh. Nell fell unconscious beneath a swarm of rats. But this is somehow way more disgusting. And having seen him stand up to so much, you fear way worse. Do you have knowledge nature? <clears throat> Only Baylor has that. I do not. You can Ooh. just looking at Nell, if you don't do something to help him this round, he will die. Okay. Oh boy, this round. He is unconscious and just barely alive. One second, I need to check something. Uh, I think that's a full round. So what Two. is your what is your health at? No. Mine? Yeah. Um, you're definitely unconscious, so you're at dying one now. Let me actually math it out because I lost two more modifiers, so another 14. So you're definitely okay. at zero. Okay, right. We're using. So this is the first time it's come up since we came to the Paizo channel, I think, that we're using the second edition Pathfinder dying rules. The uh, the ooze fight. Oh, I came up with the ooze fight. That's right, with Kina. So this is the second time it's come up. So the, the problem is, all right, he's 40 feet away from me. If I double moved, that's my whole turn. I can't do anything. You can hold I can't put and a potion see if in. someone can come up with a better idea. If you got uh, nothing you can think of to do, not a bad idea to hold. 
Yeah, I'm. I have to hold. I, I. I mean, everything that I can do would take an entire round to get there. Harry's waiting. Nell. So in the 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 most recent iteration of the uh, second edition rules we know of, it is a fortitude save against DC 10 plus the thing CR. The problem is you can't become conscious because of the con damage. So you still have the con damage that could still kill you, regardless of this save. But you still have to make the save against the dying. And with your con as tanked as it is, you with a five, you only have plus one for it right now, you gain dying two. Oh. Dying four is dead. Hearing that Baylor is there's still a massive blast of fire outside the door. Yeah, there oh. is still a humongous jet engine roaring outside the door you're guiding. Well by. then that traps me in there and I can't help. So you wanna hold? Yeah. Baylor. Do you wanna make a knowledge nature check? Well, First, I'm go. I'm definitely going to dismiss the massive blast of fire. All right. So, with the wave of his hand, the huge jet furnace disappears. And you see him fall down, but you don't see anything wrong with him. You're literally a hundred feet away at this point. So you look at this swarm of grubs that you you saw briefly. Try to think what could be happening. Thirty on knowledge, nature. With a 30, these are not hideously uncommon, but the size and strength of them was kind of surprising to you. They just looked like large rot grubs. Uh, rot grubs are just worse maggots. They do eat and grow in corpses, but they grow to such a large size and have such as uh, have usable mandibles that they can still feed on living creatures perfectly fine as you're witnessing here the big problem isn't so much the damage they do as the fact that they can bite and burrow into something they can get their mouths on and if they do they can be nearly impossible to remove without magic strong enough to outright cure a disease that said you don't have to remove them. You can kill them. If Nell takes enough energy damage from a spell, it'll kill the grubs that are burrowing into him. But it will set him to dying three. He dies at dying four. <sighs> All right. What, what about if he had a potion? Would that bring any of the dying back? That would pick him up. So Baylor, you, you know that you ran to the room. You made a move action. You ran yeah. back into the room next to Pile of Grubs. What are you saying or doing? I did pass out with the potion in my hand. So it's how close we got so far. <laughs> That's true. Well, you drank the potion, didn't you? Oh, no, you planted your feet and pulled it. Right. Yep, because you can't drink it in the same round you pull it. Yep, and it's a move action to plant your feet. 
You can drink it the same amount you pull it, but it's a move action playing feat. So, Baylor, what are you doing? To pull standard to drink. Move to drink, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. One of them's a move, one of them's a standard. definitely move. Oh. One of them's a move, one well, of them's a Not that it would have helped. Yeah, like, you'd be in the same situation regardless, to be fair. Yeah. This is actually better, <laughs> because you still have a potion in your hand. Yeah. So, Baylor, around I'm, six seconds. I'm going to yell out, you've got to kill the ones inside him. <laughs> Do anything else with your turn? Because you got... That was a move. You moved in here. It's a standard to dismiss a spell, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. That's actually a 10. So, Kina and Inori are both holding, and we have Dara. Um, I can... I can I mean, if either pull... you want to step back in, you can, because you would jump back in after Baylor after he says that. Yeah. I can pull out a potion and make it to Inori. I know she already he already has a potion out. Yeah, Noah has a potion in his hand, too, as he's laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he already has a potion out. But I can't make I can't make it over there and do what anything. What are you doing? Because this isn't this isn't group discussion. This is your turn. What are you doing? Well, I don't know if I can run over there and put his potion down his throat. Oh, uh, you cannot, because you'd have to at the very least double move to get to him, which is just a full turn, pretty much. Okay. Mechanics yeah, um, questions. Yeah, you can't do that, no. Okay, well, I'll just pull out... I just, first instinct, pull out my light potion. I can't actually see now, but I'm going to pull out my light potion and run over to Anoru, because I can actually... It's 30 feet over to her. Uh, I'll just run you over to her. You should be able to see what? You should be able to see Nell on the eastern side of the room, on the other side of the big pile of crap. Well, he's kind of behind... If he's laying down behind that big pile of rubble... You would have seen him go down, at least. Okay, yeah. So I can't see him really right... But I did see him go down. That's concerning. Um, so I'll just pull out a light potion and run over to Anori, and that's all I can do. Can, can if I use the turn that I was holding, can I yep. go after Dara? And yeah, you then... can step back into initiative at any point. You're holding. Can you I and jump Kahina. in before that? Yeah. So Kahina jumps in. Okay, you go. First yeah, either of you, you're both holding, so either of you can step Kahina. in at any point. Kahina jumps out and holds up the standard. Go fast! Run! <laughs> Run! Run! Go, So with charge! a swift action, she pulls out the full power of the standard. You all have, you have plus 20 to your movement speed. So you're speed 50 right now, Inori. Okay, so I can make That's it over a swift. So you still and actually have a standard if you want to cast something. I don't know um, if you have anything you can cast that'll help, but... I can't cast... But I can say... Potion! Then go grab the necklace off the dying guy! Let him die. Put it on Nell. Because he's in the room where the dead dog is. He's in the room so he's right him. there yep. next he to is Nell. He's actually right past uh, Nell in the, in the Go get office. the necklace. Let him die. Put it on Nell. Inori. Is this door here still open? It is. She kind of hesitates a second. You hear what Baylor? Baylor and Kahina are yelling conflicting things at you. And Dara's well, standing there holding I, a potion. I, don't don't like, explain yourself. I'm just saying. Baylor came in, yelled, you have to kill the maggots. Kenny yelled, go get the necklace off the guy. Dara's standing next to you with a potion. And Nori, what do you your do? Your choice. <sighs> Sophie's choice, my friend. 
it, it, the turn I was holding, can I use this turn and then go again in rotation before no, he goes? Is, no, this is your turn and then the grub stick. Because it changes your initiative when you hold. Your initiative moves to whatever you hold to. So this is basically, you just waited and now you're taking that turn. You waited a couple seconds, had Baylor say his thing, Kina said her thing, Dar showed up with a potion. You feel the, you see the standard, you feel speed. You're speed 50 right. right now. But this is your turn. I'm going to swift action, spell recall, ice beam. So that's two points. Oh boy. And <sighs> I'm going to attempt to shoot Nell on the ground with my ice beam spell, which is a ranged touch attack. So he is and a body. His AC is pretty low. <laughs> but roll me that attack roll. I don't want. I think it rolls by. I will see. For super yeah, if you click the thing, if it rolls, however you roll it. Does in fact roll it. Uh, so with a 13, your ice beam hits Nell's dying body. Nell, you gain dying three, but the 10 ice damage as it freezes you and your armor and even the force of it just nudges you across the ground a little bit kills all of the grubs inside you. So you're no longer taking con damage. Nori still has a move action. You do still have a move action. Necklace, necklace, necklace. Or potion. Hey, Nori. I'm ugh, just gonna try to run right past this stuff, take the shot, and just get to him. So I you think. just run, let the machine go off, and once again, one of these dumb actuated hooks launches out at you. It strikes you as you just hurry to rush by and you take 19 damage. And, and your haste, it like rips, you can see it rip through her armor and blood spray out and she doesn't stop at all as she rushes up next to Nell. Nell, I will say, Inori, you made the correct choice. Hitting him with the spell is the only way he could have survived. If so, you hadn't killed the maggots, he would have immediately died to con damage on his turn. So, you gave him a chance. But you still point. need to make the fortitude save. Come on, buddy. This is the D this is the D20 of destiny. No, this is Should this I open roll this or just to you? Just open roll it, obviously. What do you mean just to me? Everybody this goes. is a one. <laughs> Fortitude save, and I think I said everyone has your, your, what, your hero points. One hero, you point. one hero point, and the only ones you can get are now from the uh, the chat mechanics of using the GP, which nobody has done yet. So you have, I think we're, we're just barely getting to the point where people are about to be getting enough to do that. So if you could have maybe made it one or two more sessions, someone might have enough GP to throw you the survive roll. But... Now, make a fortitude save. Going to do this. 
A seven on the die. That's an eight. That's definitely not enough. Nope. You do have one hero point. I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to obviously use it. Obviously, you're going to use a hero point. <laughs> it's like, either I use it or I die, so. All right, everyone. Energy. Nell, your energy. Feel it. This is it. This is his one hero point. With a ten, <laughs> you did all you could, party. Hitting him with the ice spell was the only way he even had a chance. But Inori, by the time it comes back around to you, you lean down. Nell is dead. I didn't. Just she's just looking around like, can't in shock like. Come on now, get up, man. Get up. I'm gonna, go get, I'm gonna go get that necklace. You can go into the office where you had uh, left the man who almost got obliterated by the. Non-lethal crit. <laughs> and pull the filter of health off of him. And then hurry and bring it back to Nell. You pull his helmet off of his full plate. And put the necklace around his neck. Does do you have one on right now? No. Uh, you, you 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 put the filter of health around his neck. But Nothing changes. Kahina's gonna look down at Baylor. Or I'm gonna look down at Baylor and be like We can take him to the head of Abadar, but we need to finish what we're doing here first. And see if saving his life can be traded for him raising Nell. It's not impossible, of course. I mean, Sir Gusern already was brought back by the Church of Abadar back in Lothidar. You, you know such magic exists, but it is expensive and it is difficult to get a hold of. But far from impossible. I think so here... I... Well, what? I was just going to say that I was just going to run around the building and come in the other side. <laughs> I ain't going through that. Hold on. It goes, in, goes out around the door, back around the outside of the building. And One the moment, other, I will come. And the other side to get around to Inori and Nell and check him out. But I suppose it is here that we can take our break. Here's where we are. And where we are unfortunately is gathered around our very dead friend. And Dara, as you go around the outside of the building to avoid the, the pile of garbage and you check that you don't 
see anything you can do either. I mean, he does. He doesn't have a pulse. He's not breathing. He's he's dead. I'm just going to look up at Dara from the ground and be like, I couldn't save him. Some things you cannot change. Feels like I could have. We all feel like that. Ah, what do we do now? Do we have any more of the body uh, time stop that we put on the snake? What is it? The um... Oh, the unguent of timelessness. Yes. The preservative. It shouldn't matter with the short amount of time it'll take for us to get him somewhere. We can bring him it, back, though, it, right? Like I said, we should have a priest of Abador who is very indebted to us for saving his life. And if he believes in balance, a life for a life. Oh, he's going to do with it. the chief enumerator, I believe we have the funds that would be necessary. But for now, we have two doors. And as she says that, you hear frantic banging coming from the middle door. Uh... Another large iron door, but one that doesn't have the rubber seals, the previous one. Uh, like someone pounding on the inside of it. And shortly afterwards, followed by yelling, There's someone out there! You have to help me! Kahina, get down here. Hmm. I'm going to climb down and swing over the fried maggots, Indiana Jones style. It's not a rope <laughs> anymore, but do you have your own rope? Yes. Okay, you tie off your own rope and swing somewhere just away from the maggots entirely and go down <laughs> yeah. over there. And you can still swing Indiana Jones style for cool points, but... So, it's this door it's, uh, that's Yes, that, that central of the three sets of doors there. And then once okay. again, you just hear the frantic pounding. Please! Are we still sickened? Yes. Who's banging on the door over there? And you guys There's... on the other side of the warehouse, a good like 80 feet away, would hear this, but you probably would just hear muffled words. I guess uh, I would. I can move up here, not within range, but still be able to see the door. Uh, you, you move up towards the northern end of the pile of crap near the area between the first two towers where you can see the door and ready your crossbow. Okay. Glaive is out and ready. Now you're just like open pond. Come on! I heard Parak. something! Paracas can take other human shapes, Baylor. Uh, I think. Um. Or just animals. They are shape changers. Like, they are just shape changers. That is literally what I wrote down. Shape changers. <laughs> so you would know that. They can appear as people, yes. So this could be a Paraka. 
how would we tell? Be another victim. It could be, but how do we tell? Oh, the lance. Have them touch something holy. It would still be super obvious it was the Paraka. They'd still be like albino with jetpack guys. So, oh, well, they would, there you they go. would still definitely look That's like a shape change. Okay, okay, yeah, no, they would definitely still. Okay. They can look like people, they, but they would still look like Paraka people. Uh, Paraka, okay. They'd have to like have a full disguise, like an actual okay. physical disguise, to look like a regular human, or have so, a magical item of some sort. I'm gonna have Glaive ready and then reach out and open the door. I, for, I forget. Did you take open clothes? I did take open clothes. Aha! <laughs> we have a spell for this. Peasants <laughs> open doors. I cast a spell. Just, she's got the reach with the weapon. I don't think she wants to be opening a door with someone mm. directly on the other side. Shoot. Smart, yep, Jesus. Open. I can hold. There is actually specifically an open close science oh, that's awesome. sound effect. <laughs> nice. So with your quick little spell cast the door uh, the iron door swings open and inside is a man who looks well similar to the guy you'd seen upstairs uh, in more ways than one a he looks very very sick and he is clearly injured he has a massive gash uh, running from his left shoulder almost down to the center of his chest uh, that looks like he's ripped apart his shirt and tried to bandage it up as well as he could. But he also looks very similar, but younger than the older man that you fought upstairs. And uh, as the door opens, and he looks and he sees Kahina stand there with their glaive pointed at him. He, no fear whatsoever, uh, drops down to the ground as he was laying on the door as it opens and physically crawls out towards you and reaches up with his hand like to, to push the flat blade side of the glaive out of, you, out of his way. As please, please, my name's Erdman. You have to help me. Me and my father have been here for days. Does he look albino? What? No. No, no, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, like, I mean, no, he doesn't look albino either. No. Yeah, he yeah, looks I think, like the guy. Like, I, I, I figured not, but I wanted to. <laughs> I would have led with that, yes, if he looked albino. I, I, I figured no. it was that, but. <laughs> Out of the previous discussion, I would have mentioned that one without you having to ask. But no, he doesn't. Um, yes, we encountered your father already. I'm sorry. What? You're sorry? Is he dead? The Paraka filled him with all sorts of disease. They're, boils they're sick and... creatures, these vile demons. I, I don't know what it is, but their they're touch, it's so horribly infectious. I don't know what happened. I, I had these dreams. I wandered here. Uh, they controlled my mind. I couldn't think. How many of them have you seen? Four of them? Just look back at Baylor and be like, we maybe we did. There's still one door left. And Eddie crawls out. Where's my father? Please. He's and in a room 
Looking on the other side, but you can't. But don't go. <laughs> don't go yet. There are traps. Sets between here and there that will surely kill you. I so I what have I'm to get out of here. I'm starving. Okay. I'm wounded. I'm sick. Well, food I don't and know stuff how much. we can give you, but just calm down. I don't need you running off. We will help you. That's why we've come to wipe out this nest. But I need you to calm. Stay with me, okay? Is he still up in the tower? He is not. We brought him down. We wrapped him up and brought him down. So, but I don't need you running off that way because there are traps that could hurt you. So I'm going to grab... Uh, we also need to check this last door and we don't want you in harm's way. So will you come with me? Let's go around. Let's, we're going to go around. Follow us to the other side. No. No, I... I just want to leave. And he turns and he sees the open door that Baylor left to, to his left to the west when he came in. And we'll, still on the we'll ground. He, re he just crawls over. He's... Do you have any food? Water? Right. Anything? I do. I have a... I'll take one of my rations and give it to him. And he takes the ration and uh, I just absolutely tears into it and this guy since he's he's barely wearing anything he's pretty much got pants all the rest of his clothes have been ripped apart to try and bandage this massive wound uh both is just a huge wad of bloodied cloth and then just a okay. big strap he has that's so gonna, tying it to his chest I'm gonna he's pretty lame next to him and i'm gonna be like stay still and i'm gonna use one of the cure light wounds charges of the wand on him so you lean down and then uh, with just your lighter wand there. Mm -hmm. Heal him for what? D8 plus one? Yeah. Because that's actually probably not going to be enough. Uh, that does not heal him fully. But you can see the edges of this large gash start to kind of come together and fade away, leaving just the worst parts in the middle. And he stops eating and sits there like almost slack jawed. Food literally falls out of his mouth. As he looks up at you and the stick you touched him with. Uh, wizards. We've killed four Paraka, among other things. Oh. Please. Do you know if there was anything else in here? There's. I. I I don't know. There's there's the four the four demon women, and their massive. Demon gorilla creature, but Dog. that's all I've seen. That pile, and he points towards the machine in the middle. That pile's rigged. Uh, if you come near it, arms and saws shoot out. That's right. how I got this. I'm trying to get away. Well, do you know what was in this room next to you? Have you seen this? And point at the last two doors. And he. Uh, looks towards the double doors there which is kind of a vacant expression that's that's where they take them when they're done bodies he just nods I haven't seen the inside of it. I 
I don't know why, but my my father was resistant to whatever it is they do, somehow. Oh, well, they were distracted with him. I slipped away. I've been in this room ever since. They never came looking for me. Didn't even seem to care. Well. We can take you to your father. I. Or we can take you to. He is with Abadar. I, I understand. It's not unexpected. I've been in there for days. I've. Okay. I was well, almost sure that's to, what I'd leave to. One of our but friends. I don't know what church you hail from, but the the Twilight Child praised the group of you. I don't know how to repay you. Thank you. I I have to go though. I I have to meet with them. I I have to get home. I I just want to get out of this place. We understand. I don't know what else I can tell you. The their leader makes her roost. Up in the top of that furthest tower. Uh, they've, they've pulled most of the furniture up there. She, she, she seems to have some odd fascination with rugs. But she's up there. And she's, she's dead. dead. <sighs> Thank the gods. Uh, and she's got three more with her I've seen. And they're dead. <sighs> Truly we are blessed. Then it's over. It's all over then. Mm. I... I We'd like to tell the fire watch of this. Where can we find you after this? So once you're healed, we can go with you to the fire watch to report all of this. Oh, you can. You can meet me at my home, please. I'll head there. I don't live terribly far from the bower. I'm up in uh, in northern Coinside, uh, near the north gate, actually. And he gives you an address where you can find him later. Okay. I saw Anori and come back with the necklace, right? Yes, you would have put the necklace uh, on Nell, then I hope it would have done something. I'm gonna call out to Inori, check the man, see if he's still... Just end the sentence there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just look over and nod at him and just sort of meander back in that room and see if the dude's still alive. Uh, the man does still seem to be alive, yes. This old bastard. I, I guess we'll put the necklace back on him. Now with this one, uh, Erdman starts to crawl away and picks himself up to his feet. Like, I I have to go out of this place. Please, you're welcome at my home anytime, but thank you. You're blessed, truly. And, and, and turns and like half runs, half sprints almost out the western door and leaves. Unless someone's going to physically stop him, that man is absolutely super no. leaving. I mean, I, I'd call after him, but if he kept going, I would. He's not turning around. That guy's gone. He is right. out of this place. Baylor. At this point, the two of you would start to be overcoming your sickness. You are no longer sickened. All right. At the ready again, and one more time. Open the door with open close. Said this is just where they put the bodies. We might as well open it just to make sure. If there's another big thing of maggots, we got to get rid of it. No, if we there's don't. another big thing of <laughs> maggots, I'm not going to be able to handle it. We absolutely it. don't. 
Uh, right. Anori and Dari are still on the other side of the room at this Should point. Should we get the Firewatch then? What's everyone think? I have to kind of call out. What's everyone it? think across the warehouse? Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. we have one more left. They say it's where they take the dead bodies. We're afraid there's more maggots. Should we go just alert the Firewatch? I am fine with leaving well enough alone. They can handle some maggots. I'm. I, don't I just don't leave. want to risk there being something else hiding in there that we let get away, and the dreams continue. But we cannot affect it either way. We are not prepared to fight this. Opening with the door would be us letting it get away, anyways. Kind of like whoever that guy was. <laughs> kind of like that guy is. Hopefully he's not infectious to everybody else in town. No, it sounds it sounds like he got away early and hid, but couldn't get out because of the dog. I okay. Think get Nell out of here, personally. Right. That's where I'm. Okay. My head's at. We'll take Nell and the old man. I may be able to still do something about the old man. I put the necklace back on him because. No purpose of him dying. If if we're falling back, let me see him. Can we bar these doors, Squid, from the from like our side? Can we yeah, bar absolutely. them? Absolutely, you can do that. Yeah, uh, you can cool. grab the iron bar that was previously yeah. blocking the door to the outside and use it to uh, just jam it into the handles of these double doors here to seal them shut. Okay, I'm gonna. Loop around outside. Do the dance. Go around and, the outside. Yeah. Come in the Come other door. Into the room with the old man. Uh, where Thank he has been kind of leaned in the corner near the door. Gonna cast Detect Magic on him again. See if that aura of enchantment's still on there. And as you cast your spell, I actually have a double smart. check. I like what you're doing. I have to see if it is. Um, yes. He would still be... He would still have that R of Enchantment open. I figured he would. Oh, is that a bad thing? I don't know how... It's not a good thing. No. <laughs> I don't know how much <laughs> of bad. a bad thing it would be. But I can try to get rid of it. It's a it's a duration thing. It's not necessarily indicating that whoever was controlling him is still alive, is it? Most spells, their effects continue to linger, even if the caster is gone. Sure. Which is something you would also know, Anori, is that there are definitely spells like any long duration spell. It's not tied to your life force or anything. Once you've cast, like magical items, yeah. don't stop working when the guy who made them dies. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Like. Spells continue to affect even after the caster's death. It unless likely, it requires them to like constantly keep it up. It will likely wear off at some point. But if we can get rid of it now, we can probably more safely return him to consciousness. Does this dispel magic? Worth a shot. This may get slightly weird. 
Okay. What are you Get. doing? <laughs> I'm going to cast Dispel Magic, yes. Okay. Why is this going to get slightly weird? If I fail, it's going to get slightly weird. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and start with the uh, Dispel Magic as you weave this spell and cast it over the older man. Oh, no. The natural one. A nine going definitely to rewind. does not dispel it. So you rewind? Question mark? The time still passes. Inori watching probably feels a little bit of deja vu, but I never cast that spell. So does this rewind and for just you or? It's it, it, it's kind of like Inori's spell recall. But you are actually I, rewinding. So you ca like, you focus, you cast this dispel magic, look down at him, and then it's literally like the movie special effect, I would imagine, where like in a second you see him quickly just do everything backwards and he's standing there <laughs> right before he casts the spell because you are physically rewinding. And then I do it again. And then you cast the spell again. And the same magic comes out of him. Is the Dispel DC 10 plus cash level or 15 plus cash level? I can click it. See. Yeah, click. Give me, the, give me that sweet info. Let's hope it's not 15. There's a 11 plus spells caster level. Oh boy. Doesn't dispel the effect. I do it again. It rewinds again. This is so you, burning through my temporal pool like I have never seeing, done before. Baylor's he's not just he's it over here. Right <laughs> and he does it again. And with a 13, still doesn't dispel it. All right, last time I can even try this. And he does it again and rewinds back, and you see him just almost like locked in this constant loop of uh, rewinding. Casting a spell magic, checking him, rewinding, casting a spell magic, and checking him, rewinding again. I've come to bargain. And he does it the fourth time. Fourth time it goes off, and I just hold my head, <laughs> breathing deeply. With a 26, as you check him this final time. The enchantment aura is gone. The only magical effect on him is his gear. Which I, I can't you remember if you took, his you took his rapier and his cloak, so it's actually just a necklace. Yeah. Definitely weird. I'm gonna holler over there. Alright. Let's grab him. I believe you can heal him now. It should be okay. Okay. Keenan can also go around the outside of the building and uh, yep. come in the door here along with everyone else. During this time, can I, like, be undressing now from his full... Is like, that... So that I can carry him? Your rewind is... You're still doing more standard actions, right? So that was, like, 30 yeah, seconds it, of you, Dr. It, it, it's, it's I get the spell back, but okay. the action is still wasted, and it takes points for my temporal That's pool, what I which... figured. So, yeah, that's, like, a minute of him in there doing this crazy nonsense. Because you also have to detect magic afterwards to check him. So it would be, like, well, no, a minute or two. It's, it's an immediate action, and I can do it one of the conditions if I fail a... Uh, 
Oh, so you actually just know you failed the cash roll check. All right, fair enough. So yeah. while that's happening, Dara, you are undoing the cinches and buckles that hold Nell's full plate on and pulling the suit of armor off of him. Yeah. And uh, it's going to take you, it's, it's definitely still going to be on him. It's going to be, it takes a lot longer than that to get full plate off somebody. It yeah, actually well, takes, I've I think, been, 10 I, minutes. I would, yeah, that's kind of what I was planning yeah, on. Yeah, so you're working on it, though. It, it pretty yeah. sure it takes 10 minutes to take full plate off someone. It's probably yeah, even harder the when the person is not yeah. conscious or even alive to help you get it off. So it's going to take you a minute. Okay, we have time. But yeah, you're working on that while this happens. And then Kahina, you're going to use what? Yeah. Let me, I'm trying to see if I have any actual spell casts of cure. <laughs> Do I have any magic left? <laughs> Do I have any magic left? I have a bunch of cure light wounds. I mean, um, cure light wounds. You can, you can yeah, start. I've got. The eight plus five. Yeah. yeah. He's got so, a bunch of non-lethal on him. Yeah, too, he's got so. a ton of non-lethal, so. He gets Super the value. 8 plus 5 non-lethal <laughs> and regular health back, so, so yeah, that's a huge heal. 3d, how much, who, it's what? D8 plus 5. He just, he basically gets it twice. You, you, you've got it set up, you can just click here. Do I, though? We can find yes. out, click your character student, see what happens. You sure do. So, nice. you heal him for 11 with that spell. 11 lethal and 11 non-lethal. So... As your spell completes and your magic flows into him, the man starts to kind of shake his head a bit. Ugh. Groans and holds a hand up to his head where you just freaking bashed him with a glaive. Take it easy. You're not well. And he opens his eyes. What? We came to deal with the uh, nest of Paraka. We saved you and your son. Uh, I don't understand. <clears throat> Killed the demons. Yes. Div, but yes. He looks up at Kahina. You whacked the hells out of me. I do apologize. I did not mean to be so rough. <laughs> Here, let me make it up to you. He was his hand. No. <coughs> no. No, it's fine. I'm all right. And uh, you can see he's, he's, he's definitely clearly still pretty injured. But uh, he waves it off. Where's... Uh, they had my son. He managed to hide. I cured some of his wounds, but he was too afraid to stay. So he's gone back to your home. Oh. Oh, thank the gods. One of our friends fell while we were fighting. We're taking him to the uh, chief enumerator of Abadar. We would like to take you with us to get you properly healed. That necklace of yours is the only thing that kept you alive, I do believe. And he looks down and grabs it and kind of holds the little, st little stone up in front of him. Would you believe I never knew what it did? <clears throat> I knew it had some magic in it, but 
fathers and his fathers before him. They didn't get sick very often, did they? No, not, not more than anyone else, I'd imagine. Well, we will happily take you with us to the church, uh, to the chief enumerator. He stands up, clearly very, very wobbly. Uh, he looks like he barely has the coordination to even stand. And as he gets about halfway up onto his feet, he falls over and catches himself. <clears throat> that won't be necessary. I have to get to my boy. I can make it. I've been through worse than this. I assure you, you Somehow, have not. Somehow, I doubt it. <coughs> uh, maybe not. I appreciate the help, but... These... Demons. Area horrible sickness. They've had me for days. I don't want to infect Claudia. Not after you save me. Well, then, your son gave us your address. We will bring a cleric to you. I... I vaguely remember where this is. This is in the wash, right? This is center of Yonmas. Mm. <coughs> Only a few blocks. <clears throat> I'm sure I can make it. Will you let me heal you once more? I can't say I turned it down. Okay. And uh, you cast another <clears throat> Carolite Wounds. Heal him for another seven lethal and non-lethal. At that point, you can see the wounds on his body have now wholly closed. He is physically uninjured. Uh, what is left are the very bright and obvious rashes and sores from these diseases the Paraka carry. And he tries to stand up again and pulling himself up against the wall. More of his weight on the wall than his feet. He does slowly manage to get up to standing. Is there anything around here I could offer him as like a walking stick or something? You're breaking uh, okay. it off a table. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could like break off a piece of furniture. There's some wooden chairs and tables, but I can't break it. <laughs> and nor he could. Unfortunately, your strong man is. Well, he's he's down then. You could. You don't have a staff. That just didn't you have, character can art. you pull the splintered spear out of the <laughs> out of the dog? No, because it the entire point is they explode. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I I, I, I do have a quarter staff I can offer him. I was just seeing if there was something else around. Do you give this man your wizard staff? And it's literally uh, just you, a two by four. <laughs> you offer this man your wizard stick. He waves his hands. Oh no, no. I don't know nothing about magic. I know better than to take a wizard staff. It's a plain walking stick, I assure you. 
promise. You, oh, why would you save me just to do this? I'm sorry. Of course. Thank you. And he takes it and leans on it. All right. I got to get to my boy. <coughs> he told you where we live, right? Yes, we will be there shortly. We'll bring I a got, cleric. We got coin. I can, I can handle things with healing, but I ain't got it on me. Please, come by. At least let me give you what I can. We'll be in touch to check up on you. Abadar, surely watching your path, friends. I don't know what God sent you, but it could be Asmodeus and I'd bless him all the same at this point. The scales happened to weigh mostly in our favor this time. And in mine now. <coughs> Clearly. I gotta get home. Is an exit? And he points towards the uh, door yes. on the car next to him. Be safe. Thank you so much. I can't possibly repay this, but I'll do my best. And he, leaning heavily on the cane, manages to stumble out towards the door. As he gets in the little narrow entryway on the outside, he stops and turns, leans against the wall and turns back around. What? Did you kill him? The demons. All four. And their dog here. <laughs> Damn. Fine work, that is. And he turns and stumbles out around the corner. As he gets to the corner, he stops for a minute and almost falls over. Oh. Pardon me, sir. Thank you so much, in your friends. <coughs> Thank you. To someone off around the corner. And continues. <clears throat> At this point, am I physically even able to just lift Nell up and carry him? I do have 19 strength be. now. With 19 strength, I would say you can probably carry him. Yeah, he's, he's not that heavy. He doesn't weigh infinity pounds. Uh, and with his full plate off... He's just a guy. You can pick him up. Make I do look. weigh 245 pounds. Well, maybe fireman carry then. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can definitely, like, you can't wield him as a weapon, but no. you can pick him up, yes. <laughs> yeah. Take a look oh. at who he was talking to outside. And uh, as you look out the door, you see a man come around the corner wearing his breastplate, as always. Hand on the hilt of his longsword. Lieutenant Tachar steps around the corner. And he sees you. Could have figured it was your group. What's this? Motioning to the giant dead monster behind you. Trouble. It's been dealt with. That I could see. Where's Dara? Warehouse, but I can come out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call out for him. Just turn my head, call back into the room. Dara! 
I'm coming yeah. with Nell's body. You, you <laughs> call okay, out. He knows. Yeah, you you call out to Dara, and uh, you can see he has two people back behind him. Uh, the dwarf that Inori and Dara would have met at the bar, the kind of grimy dwarf, and another woman that you don't recognize, who doesn't seem to be a big fan of wearing a whole lot of things, and uh, is in fact barefoot. And she's got loose white hair blowing back, uh, just hanging around her shoulders, uh, almost like a nori. Uh, but uh, she's a bit darker skinned and a little shorter and definitely leaner, not as built as your 19 strength magus you have here. But Tichar steps up, and uh, if you're not, yeah, if you're not gonna stand the way, he's gonna step into the yeah, room I'd here. Step back because he asked for Dara, and I'm locking the door. And he sees Dara approach, and his brow immediately furrows. He raises a, a hand, his other hand still on hold of his longsword. I thought we had, and then he looks and sees Anori carrying Nell's body. And he stops immediately. And gestures back towards the two behind him. Olga, help him. He's injured. And he... Dead. He's dead. He looks at you I wasn't just... fast enough. And the dwarf pipes up from behind him. He die in battle. Hi. Gorma bless his soul. His afterlife will revel in the glory of the fight. I appreciate your words. Teotar just shakes his head. Condolences. We had a deal, Dara. I must have misunderstood our deal. I did not come here to interfere with your work. Yet here you are. We were here Because the Bravos are here. Contracted to fix these problems the Mercantile Council has brought before us. Then maybe you should be a little smarter and figure them out before we do. We are not here to outdo one another. We were here first. I was not under the impression you were coming here. Staking this place out. Uh, I can't hear you, Sid. We can't hear you. We've been staking this place out. Trace these devils back to their lair. Need to see what forces they had, what they were capable of. They would have moved on them within the week. And let more people die and have horrible nightmares while you're at it. Good. We've I'm been gonna in turn here a few around. hours already, and you didn't think to come in sooner? I'm going to turn around and walk in the other room and start gathering up the uh, the heads. <laughs> I tried to offer you a deal in kindness for a past friendship. 
but you make no mistake. I'll not be offering it again. I feel like you not, are not handling these problems anymore with this under control. We are here for a job too, you know. I am not interfering with your job if you do your job before I, I do. But we actually must go. We are in a bit of trouble with my friend there, as you can see, and we do not want to hang around. And we left he, you a door if you want to go over, see what's left. He looks over towards Nell. I understand. But I'm serious. I'm here on a contract, and I'm going to follow the orders I'm given. And I'm going the to commander the is not I going have. to be as lenient as I am. For your own good, Dara, if you have a shred of respect left for me, pack up and get out of Yonmas. Who's your commander? I thought you guys were a pack of mercenaries. And we're on the Earl's coin to fix mm. this city's ills. Ah. Too bad we beat you to it. Tell Mercandus I said hello. And the girl behind him now looking kind of off-put raises up one of her hands and reaches toward a pouch with the other. You want me to blast them, Lieutenant? And Tatar puts his hand back. No. Not I'd love to, to see fight you them. try, sweetheart. Tejar, you may not be the only ones on Mercandus's payroll either. That's supposed to mean I don't speak in riddles, mage. Come across a lot of correspondence he appears to have. The earls his fingers and a lot of pies. He's a busy man. Some of those pies might be ill will towards you and your group. You should watch your back. And I don't mean from us. The day turns around, makes a quick motion with his hand and points back out. And the dwarf, the other woman and him, just walk away. Good to see you, Helga. I'm gonna grab some paraca heads and put them in a bag. <laughs> also need to gather up all the all of Nels. pieces of the full yeah, plate can, and put you them can in. Get all the full plate, but the cuirass <laughs> into the the bag of holding, just as you had before. And the cuirass, Minori can, or any of you really, other than Pally Baylor, can sling over his. Actually, are you strong slash stronger than Dara? What's your strength, Baylor? Probably strong. You're actually ah. equally strong. So, ha. Kahina ah. can probably ah. sling the Kiros. You're as strong as the wizard. Oh it's not, so, not a good practice. Our bard is stronger than everybody else in our party. She She's can sling the, the Kiros over her bard. shoulder. Oh, sweet. 
Uh, she has a glaive. She runs up with a two-handed weapon and beats people. Yeah. She's got I strength. I have a strength of 14. Yeah, she's not She's not a tiny little halfling fire. She's not the iconic. She can sling mm -hmm. the cross over her shoulder and carry that out. You can bring the Paraka heads and Inori can carry them all. We didn't get that, our paintings, but oh well. I feel oh, like do you want to get anything else before you leave? Because that would... I think it's time to go, guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we can tell the Firewatch about the last door. Yeah, we will. But, I mean, we gotta get... We gotta get this known. place has been undisturbed for a long time. I feel like we can figure out Nell first. So, with that... Although the... we could split up if you would like. I don't feel in our current state um, we should be splitting up. No, we no. should probably stay together. I... Where are you heading? To the Guess to the merchants uh, where we've hidden the uh, chief enumerator. Or we can take him to the church, take Nell to the Church of Abadar to be healed and let them know about the. I want to be a dumpster GM. Remind me where the chief enumerator is. <laughs> he's uh, at the Merchants Council. Go being into, yeah, being into the Mercantile Council building. Yeah, yeah he's in the okay. Council. I was like, I don't 100% remember where we said He's under 24-hour watch to make sure assassination number two doesn't happen. Yeah, he's on assassination watch right now. <laughs> yeah. Witness protection. Yeah, he's under witness protection. So you, uh, you're you going to bring Nell with you up there? We got a funeral procession carrying, up to the yeah, hill. I just have a fireman's yeah. carry over my shoulders, just walking down the street with him. I guess it's not far. I mean, you, you pretty much are at the bottom of the hill here, so it's mm -hmm. it's like a couple yeah. minutes up the hill Let's and go. up to the hall. Now, at this point, it is early morning. You're probably about half an hour before sunrise. So you're starting to see the light on the horizon, but the sun hasn't even actually crested yet. So through the darkness, as people are starting to wake up and stores are starting to open, there's a little bit of business in the streets. You make your way up to the hill. The few people that are out and about this early give you kind of a strange look and a wide berth, but you're anonymous. You're going to go about your business. I mean, basically, all of us are bloodied. Yeah, oh, you yeah. are all we, at I'm least still now, but we all taken damage. Yeah, you are all. I think you are literally all injured. So, mm -hmm. uh, even if you had been healed, yeah, your armor and everything is is gonna be pretty bloodied. You you are on uh, <laughs> sight, walking down the street, and people are like definitely not if not crossing the street, then walk on the other side, literally just like <laughs> oh, let's take that from this road over here actually, and just going a completely different way. You make your way up the hill and out up towards the Mercantile Council Hall and the two fire watch guards that are up there see you coming from a distance and immediately look at each other like, uh, uh, and one of them holds up a hand. I, um, I need you to stop right there, please. And you recognize the guard from your previous escapades of the chief enumerator. Uh, not the, not the captain. Captain, let me get the names. Not Captain Fry's, but uh, Oswald, the other Oswald. guy who was there. And Use some assistance. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. And he hurries up to you, and it's like, what, what am I taking? 
You know, he, he, he would go to Kahina to help her carry the breastplate. <laughs> that would be his yeah. first response. Come on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Got a man on my back here. A white-haired lady. He looks over. Is he drunk again? Dead. Worse. We need the enumerator. Uh. uh okay. No, no one's supposed to see him right now. He's in. The go protect get him now. Alive for our life. We Tell saved him. Tell him it's us. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, and he just puts the breastplate on the ground and turns and <laughs> runs into the <laughs> hall. Just and standing here awkwardly, I guess. This appears for a moment. And after he returns, uh, he comes back with the halfling that had helped you out when you first arrived here. Hamble? Mm -hmm. Hamble comes up to you and uh, looks up at the group of you. Oh my gods, what happened? It doesn't matter. Come, come inside. We, we can't bring him out here. It, it's not safe. Unfortunately, but right. come in. I oh, here's you inside to the uh, inside the hall and not into the, obviously the main council chambers we've been previously, uh, but upstairs and into one of the other meeting rooms. Uh, it has a much smaller uh, but still long rectangular wooden table dominating most of the room with chairs set around it, and the chief enumerator is sitting on the far side back in his clerical garb. And as you come into the room, Gregor goes in first. And Chief and Emrider's face is grim. And he help my friend doing here? with Nell? And still just holding I, him? I've set him on the table, like, gently. Just lay him out on the table. You lay Nell down on the table, and the new better stands up and immediately checks and realizes pretty quickly he's dead, and then folds his hands over his lap. The gods watch over him now. We were hoping a god would be able to return him. This is difficult prospect for several reasons. It, it's an expensive process. It requires powerful materials, uh, a fine and, and large diamond. Sometimes the spirit doesn't return, either of its own will or be it Phrasma's or some other god's judgment. It's never guaranteed, even if we can go through with the process. We can gather the material. Yeah, just I tell believe us we need. have the funds. Uh, give me one second. I should really just copy paste the spellcasting cost into my little rules cliff notes on the Google interviewer session. Okay, so fifth level Think spell. Ten spell level caster level. That's what I'm thinking. So plus material component. Fifth level spell. The ninth level. Caster, so, so 450. 450 plus the material component. So he'll tell you, all right, uh, I'm going to need you to go to a jeweler. You need to find me a fine diamond. It needs to be 
nearly the size uh, the size of a thumb in perfect clarity. <laughs> I haven't seen one in the in this city cheaper than five hundred platinum pieces. There. I need it as a focus for the magic. It'll be destroyed in the process. You won't be getting it back. There's no way around that. Abadar also requires a tithing. 450 gold on top of that. And I'm going to need time to ready the magic. That's fine. Be a while before the shops are open regardless. And Even if he returns, he will be in no state to help you with whatever it is that it caused this situation. He won't be in fighting form. Returning oh, the soul to the body is grueling. He'll be weakened, exhausted for weeks. It's going to take further magic to even hope to restore him to a, a proper state. A and even with that, that's magic I dare not apply to a man with too much frequency. It's like healing the body with weaker poisons to kill a disease. It's not a pretty process. I feel like we have to try, don't we? Then I'm going to need, if you want him restored to full fitness, another 2,000 gold's worth of dusted diamonds. And I'll have to cast more spells over the coming weeks. And this is if it even works. If he'll even return. I think he's too stubborn. Yeah, he'll be back. Oh, yeah, I did. I'll try. I'll do what I can. I, I can begin my pleas to the gold-fisted judge now. I don't know if any shops will be open yet. You may have to wait until dawn, but if you can find me these materials I seek and bring the coins for the gods, do what I can. Okay, you will have what you need. So, you need to find yourselves quite a significant supply of diamond. Uh, with Baylor's under uh, knowledge of magic, I mean, you would study clerical and divine magic even if you couldn't perform it yourself. You would know generally what's about to happen. You're gonna need not diamond dust, but a solid diamond worth 5,000 gold. Which is gonna be destroyed in the casting of the spell. And Nell is gonna come back mechanically with two negative levels. And those negative levels will never go away unless they are removed with a spell that costs a thousand gold worth of diamond dust. That can only be applied once a week. That spell can only target you once a week. You, uh, you actually can't... There's nothing you can do to make that happen any faster without, like, miracle. So, On it's the gonna... subject of mechanics. Well, um, you can do it with greater restoration, but that's no, Well, yeah, greater restoration not. is another five thousand gold of diamond dust, but that would clear him all at once. But what would you have, uh, Derp? That's what I was going to say. Like, if we want to go big boy, you, you can just go straight to the, the real... Yeah, you can greater stuff. restoration, but then you get 10,000 gold of diamonds. And, uh, instead of 7,000 gold. 
Not that negative levels really affect me from and doing. I'm my not job. even a hundred percent sure the chief enumerator is high enough level to cast. Yeah, I don't. That's what I say. He's not that's, me. I gotta that's check. A that's a big. Out. That's big boy magic. That's like seventh. He is definitely Six. not high enough level to cast greater restoration. Uh, you can't. You would not be able to get a greater restoration casting on this. Didn't so, expect so. Yeah, you'd have to like that's big boy magic to get that. Well, one getting him back is step one. We can worry about other stuff down the road, I guess. So, you head out into town. Well, How much? Dara? Yes? Should we maybe go back and see if we can get the paintings and other objects from that house? so that We, we can... have things we can sell on hand right now. Yes, but we... the other objects might... I don't know if, with more people knowing that the house is open, I don't know if it would be suspicious as all the stuff left. At least now we can sell them with uh, anonymously. I mean, we could always go get the paintings and the other group can go and start selling stuff. I like that idea. That's a good Do you split. and Dara want to go get the paintings? I'll Splitting start the force my... town is not a horrible idea. Because town is generally safe. Clean up. Yeah, you are very bloody, and you have to wait for shops to open anyway. So, so feeling we can, we can just go down there and get the stuff, then go home, clean up, and then take it to the shops. Yeah, feeling relatively almost powerless to be able to do anything here. All you can really do is go home and wait. Right. So uh, before we leave, I want to uh, turn to the chief enumerator. We believe we have stopped the dreams with the killing of the Paraka that were nested. You found them. So the mayor might be doing slightly better. Someone should check on him. It's only been this morning. If he had nightmares last night, he wouldn't have recovered yet. Right. Should be but, on his way. But still, this be. is this is fantastic news. If you've cured this plague of nightmares, then the animus's strength will return. That we'll have the mayor back. We'll have Lord Atun left. We've lost near half the ruling body of the city to this. This is the greatest help you could possibly have, have given us, and. I truly hope your friend can return. But know this. If whatever happens, Yanmas will not forget his sacrifice. They won't forget it because he won't be able to shut up about it once he's back. Exactly. This is very true. Optimism. Yes, of course. Now, I would recommend cleaning yourselves up, uh, perhaps a change of clothes mm. before you visit yes. the chambers. Mm. If you leave the body here, I can prepare him for the casting. It's near a ritual itself. Mm. We'll leave you to your work. Should so, we take his pack and all his... I mean, do you like think all the beer and stuff he carries stuff? with him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Does he have a refrigerator to keep this stuff? I don't want it to go bad <laughs> or anything. I mean, I essentially carry like 
a two brewery. small sack. Yeah, a brewery. <laughs> but it, like, imagine a backpack with two sacks attached to it, and in those sacks is foods, ales, and wines, and a straw coming out of it to just <laughs> <laughs> so you can just sip whatever you decide like to put. There's a literal in the camel pack. Yeah, like there's a literal five pound keg. It's a mobile that's just strapped to my backpack. All right, we're here to, we'll take all that with us <laughs> like, back to the house. All right. Sorry, sir. Sorry. And take all this. <laughs> they take all this stuff, haul it back to the house. Um, are some of you going down to try to collect the things? We should. From the room where the banner was, the standard of conquest? Yes. And uh, you can gather up, like I said, almost all that will fit in the bag of holding. Uh, you just need to carry out the two paintings. And if you hurry back there before the sun rises, no one's going to be there going to stop you. You can mm -hmm. collect that all perfectly fine. There's also the stuff from the mannequin room. We yeah. set it all aside, but never actually yeah. picked it oh, up. There is also the stuff I from the mannequin room. I am not going back in well. the mannequin room. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll grab it. Hard pass. So uh, <laughs> you gather up all of that. And let me math, because for some reason this is all listed out individually instead of selling all this stuff is worth blank. I mean, I used it when I described it all to you, but let me math up how much you'd be able to get for this. So, trying to sell all of this. Two, three, four of those. One of these. One of these. Six pairs of nice shoes. All right, if you're going to sell all of that, once you've cleaned up and changed and just kind of readied to do what you can with the day, trying not to think about the fact that maybe your friend is dead forever, but he's probably not. You gather up the ball gowns, that uh, fancy shawl with the map of Avistan, the pearl necklace, six pairs of fancy shoes, all the stuff from the room with the standard of conquest. And you head into town to split up to try to... It's, I guess, technically... Is it legally stolen? Is it fencing? Mm, anyway, I mean, sell. Yeah. Sell it's slash... Been unowned for... That's fair, long. yeah. It's been unowned for a while. Over you try to offload all of this stuff. Uh, for all of the things you take there, you can get 3,200 gold. Can I... To buyers can... of various uh, museums, galleries, antiquity collectors... Uh, high-end fashion stores for the various clothes and shoes. But what was that, Kina? I was going to say, can I, uh, can I roll a charm to see if I can get us a better price? You are in a I... city that is literally called Business the City. Um, <laughs> the people here is uh, you're, you are you're gonna get the standard. <laughs> but I yeah. am the super bard. Let you you can roll one. You can roll one. Let you roll one. You let me roll one. I'll let you roll the dice. Roll the dice. I'll let you do bard stuff. No. No. <laughs> not with that. This is this is a big enough city that like a twenty-eight diplomacy check is not a terribly uncommon thing people will bring to haggling. And mm -hmm. it is a mercantile city and it is haggling. And that is something that the people who live and make their entire careers here doing are would be much more skilled and practiced at. Mm. So like, you no, need you to get, be able to get that twenty-eight. That's not it's not a high bar. That's the standard. Yeah, that's yeah. how you get the thirty-two hundred. That's how you don't get twenty-two hundred. So if you I get thirty-two hundred on that. That would have been much different. 
You gotta I I'd mentally set it at 34 was what I just what I just kind of picked out of my butt for a, a, a DC. So you were not terribly far off. You were six off. So I didn't know what your for, modifier was, but that was where I just mentally set it. Don't hold so that for later. So from all that but... stuff, we then have a plus one short sword, dagger, and rapier. That I simple will magical ahead. weapons like that are going to be incredibly easy to sell to uh -huh. any blacksmith, traveling trader, like those that's that's high demand business right there. That's like sell that's like bananas at Walmart. That's the high the high <laughs> rotation stuff. And then with one of the plus one studded leathers, we will have all the money that we need. I also have uh two twenty three platinum. That that will get us over seven thousand for Oh, so the money portion's covered. We just need to find the diamond and diamond dust now. Now the good news is diamond dust is a fairly common spellcrafting component okay, that gets good. used for a lot of things. And on the scale of spells that rich people would regularly like to have cast on them, right below cure light wounds, you probably have restoration. So that's also not going to be difficult for you to get a hold of. If you want to just buy the two thousand gold worth of diamond dust now to prep for the restorations, easy to find. Similarly, while they are much less common, and there's only a couple in the city at a time, there is a place where you can get a hold of a diamond of the size and purity that you will need to raise Nell. But I feel it's like not, there's a butt coming. No, it's the butt is it's not just gonna be at a common jewelry store. That's something because of the specificity of what it is and the fact that it's big enough to not realistically be usable in jewelry most of the time, other than for the most ridiculous things. That is something that is typically going to be taken up by high-end magic shops. And uh -huh. in the last few years here in Yanmas. There's really been one of those that's kind of taken over. The Mysterium. Here near the center of town. I have been wanting to introduce myself to them regardless. I well, could do some shopping, sure. Here is your opportunity for sure. You're going to need to head into there. Either way, if this is really this is what you want. So as you make your way to the Mysterium, it is an interesting building. It's something that has spread out in the last few years from another city that you have visited in a different life in a different campaign several decades ago and has since opened its gates to the wider of the inner sea region and the mysterium here let me find my thing for that real quick like you should have prepared this but it actually wasn't 100 percent great shop. great grandpa octar <laughs> wrong campaign wrong campaign oh the great great grandpa cornell <laughs> Chase the crazy old man into the Mysterium. Uh, died. Along with literally all of his friends. And then 
didn't. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff happened. <laughs> that was a weird adventure. But it's not the pyramid of the original building. They've taken what they could get and expand, expanding out into Taldor, they've taken root here in Yanmis in what used to be an old mansion near the center of the Churchside district, where a lot of the main important stuff seems to be centralized for the rich people, the fabulously wealthy, such as Pathfinder protagonists, who definitely fall in the fabulously wealthy. And it's a manor that's been kind of refitted into a two-winged building that is simply peaked with pyramids in a kind of Kadirin style. You may have picked up, you may recall from your earlier advances in Yanmas that there is not a fantastic attitude towards Kadirans in general in the city right now, on account of all the Kadiran bandits ridding the merchant caravan, so while I can't really blame them, the Mysterium has employed a fairly decent security force. And as you approach the building, you can see there are four people posted outside. Uh, three men and a woman that seem to be a mixture of a Gurundi and Kalashite, all wearing light chain, uh, light, almost like pale blue tinted chain shirts with a brown and yellow cloak, hooded cloak drawn over and around it. And they're all just posted up two on each side of this door, just watching anyone who walks by, kind of similar to the dwarves at the, uh, at the, uh, Twilight's Children's place. Very common around here. Yeah, it turns out people guard their expensive goods. <laughs> Security is good. And as you approach them, the closest to you, who is a fairly large Gurundi man, who would... Oh, I'm Gurundi. Yeah, you are Gurundi. Who would all but tower over all of you. Any of you, like, unreasonably tall? I know you're literally a half-elf, but how tall are you? How tall am I? No, it's on here. Nori's five I'm five. Not that tall. I'm 6'6". <laughs> like, You're so short. Oh my god. He's six six. Okay, Dara's pretty tall actually. Dara's six six. So this dude's got a couple inches on Dara, and uh, but that's about it. Taller than Nori. He puts his hands out. He's less than Everybody's taller, taller than Nori. I'm taller than Nori. Oh, she's of average size for a, a young woman. <laughs> Is he I'm also 5'5", five, five, so I guess that works out. Exactly. <laughs> Holds his hand up and steps forward uh, with one hand tucked under the folds of his cloak on the side, reaching for something you can't see. You have no appointment. I do not recognize you. Oh, <laughs> I apologize. We are, uh, we are here uh, to shop. I didn't realize we needed an appointment. It's so nice to see a familiar-looking person from home. Dude, what do you eat? Honori. You need to apply for screening. You approved to enter the Mysterium. Ah. Only those we can trust are allowed to so much as touch the power inside. Ah. Uh, we're the envoy for Princess Eutropia. We've I do come not to... know this name, and it does not matter to me. Okay. None enter without appointments. We, artifacts we like are too to... strong and cannot fall into untrusted hands. Right. We would like to make an appointment. We need to buy a diamond to raise our friend. Daddy kind of looks at you. You just seek a diamond. Yes. 
There's been an incident, and we need the magical reagents in order to reverse it. I, I didn't catch what he said. I said, for a raised dead spell. Yes, correct. We have two. If this is all that you seek, can make this deal. Ah, yes. This. Uh, do we have the diamond dust, Baylor? Do we need to purchase that And he that turns well? and uh, motions to one of the other guards, the woman, and she's significantly shorter. It comes up to his shoulder uh, with dark hair under her hood and tattoos across her face, and she approaches and holds out her hands. And her all of your weapons, spell components, spell books, and magical items. You will take none inside. <sighs> uh, you don't have to you can leave. You can, if you don't want to shop in Ori, you can stay outside. You may remain here if you do not wish to relinquish your goods, but none will enter bearing arms. I'm just, Dara, just, can you pick me up like 200 gold in spell writing material? Good ink. I want good ink. You can ink. get those at regular stores. You we, don't need to come to Mysterium get that for that. Like, yeah, that kind not... of stuff you can get. Okay, wherever. good. I was worried. No, I, that, you don't have to come to the Mysterium for spell writing components. No. Right? You can just buy um, it. see something cool, though, tell me about it, because I'll be out here hanging I'll, out with Coach. I will keep, I will keep an eye out. Okay. I'll hand all my stuff over to Anori. Pat her on my, the head. Fill my pockets. What's the way messing up the hair? So you, uh, you hear this woman. As she realizes how much stuff you have, she pulls a bag of holding off of her belt. <laughs> you start putting stuff in because she clearly is not going to hold all this in her hands. So what does the big guy eat? Is it just steaks all the time? Or does he have like a... Does he do some kale, kale, obviously not kale salad. And as Probably you, not a kale salad. As you hand everything over, uh, the man encants a brief spell and holds out a hand. And he's casting a spell if you're going to do anything. Could, do I recognize the spell? You know, it's detect magic. Detect it's magic. detect yeah. magic. I'm probably and, uh, pretty sure. And uh, this light, multicolored emanation comes out. And he holds the Sara up and down each of you, ensuring that you have no spells. As he gets to Baylor, dismiss your mage armor. Would it not have been a full hour? Did you take it from a wand? Yeah, it was from the wand. Oh, never mind. Oh, I, thought you had it yeah, too. I thought you cast it. I thought you had yeah, that no, no. trap like all day. No, I, I've, no. I've still got. Okay, no, you're good then. You don't have major. How many charges I got on that wand? Um, I've been tracking. And then he would turn towards the door, follow me, and step inside do, 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 and lead you in the entryway of this hall uh, where you would see a fairly interesting view before you. There are a multitude of glass display cases spread around the entryway, literally all of them empty. There are also shelves and, like, armor stands, mannequins mounted up around the walls, all empty. There is nothing anywhere in this entry hall that you can see. But it is all, it's not like it's dusty and abandoned, it's all meticulously clean. But there is nothing on any of these uh, shelves or display cases. And the man enters and then turns to a box 
next to the door, pulls the key off his belt, and unlocks the uh, small, almost greenish metal box, lifts up the lid, and pulls out four uh, amulets, which are a braided black and bright red rope. It's incredibly visible with a golden, like a cross, an X held in the middle. And they're like kind of tight choker style. And he hands one of them out to each. You put these on. These suppress your magical abilities. You will not be able to cast anything while you are wearing them. Nor will you benefit from any effects you may have hidden from us. It will not harm you. Your abilities will be restored when it is removed. I will put it on. And you notice that the clasp for each of them is a lock. You will not be able to get it off without a key. They're not playing games. Well, this does not affect me anyway, so this works out fine. Well, it's a good thing I didn't come in this place. (laughs) So you all putting on the dampening necklaces? Yep. Sure. So all four of you... Three, because Inori didn't come in. Oh, yeah, I guess three. Inori didn't come in. Three. The three of you put on these dampening necklaces, and the large men make sure the clasp is clicked together, like giving it like the the amusement park seatbelt check. Brief old tug, make sure they're all secured on you. Shinmu, we hardcore have Genosian X-Men collars on. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know what that no, means, but sure. No mutant powers. Yeah. It's, it's X-Men. Basically that, yeah, fair enough. That if you try like to pull them off, they explode. Well, these ones are just stuck on you real good. Mm-hmm. They explode. They didn't cast a tech magic Who knows? It's a mystery box. It can do anything. Even explode. But, uh... And then he brings you inside. Do you make me regret this exception? The arm of the Mysterium will find you. The Magi do not relent. But this seems a simple request. You seek not an artifact or sigil of power itself, but just a reagent. This I can grant to you. If you wish to peruse our wares... It will require a screening and an appointment as all others. And he leads you into a back room and opens a door. Please wait here. And it leads into a fairly well-furnished but small room with no windows or doors other than the one that he let you in. Which has a massive bar lock on the outside. It's It's got some refreshments. There's a pitcher of wine and a pitcher of water. And some small trays of breads and little sweet tarts. Not awful. You're very much being locked in here while he goes and gets your stuff. <laughs> After like, he walks away, I'm gonna look to Keena and be like, "Can you, can you, can you be a little more respectful around here? Just a little bit." What did I say? Just give myself some wine. <laughs> <laughs> just she puts like six tarts back, and then I just pick up wine. <laughs> you owe me breakfast. And after a minute or so, you hear the bar to the door slide open. Uh, it'll be a couple of minutes. And the door swings open, and you see the same man still staying there, his hands folded. But another older Kelishite man with him, with a small purple cushion embroidered with a gold thread around the outside and a massive diamond set in the center of this little plush. 
and he looks in across the room. I have the diamond you seek. That is one of two of these reagents that we possess at the moment, and one of two that you will find in not just Yonmus, but all of the Avon Prefecture. Still, we seek to spread the aid of magics, both arcane and divine, to any of those who would use them well. Regardless of the circumstances of a death, we are not those to judge or withhold reagents from those who seek them. And regardless of its scarcity, it will still be the normal market price of 500 platinum pieces if you have them. We do have the funds. I... He looks at you. Thank I, I apologize. Are you Baylor Landless? Indeed I am. I was looking for a chance to introduce myself. I'm sorry I came not knowing the extent of if difficulty it would be to get diamond, in here. If you seek this diamond, your time is precious. I, I understand. But I am familiar with some of your works. You were that who found Domovoy, who would allow you to live amongst them and study their ways. I did. I've seen your works. I haven't had the proper time to study and dissect them properly, but uh, this is a discussion for another time, surely. I, I was introduced by one of the ranking members of the Twilight's children here in town, a, a dwarven alchemist who is very interested in your publications. I just will say she would be very pleased to meet you. <laughs> and she is a fine patron of our establishment. I'd be interested in meeting her as well. Now, do you have the coin for this diamond? These stones okay. are rare and incredibly difficult to source. You need not only a large, but I'm sure you know, an exceptionally pure stone for the spell to be channeled properly. Would they have let me take in the money bag or would I have had to take it all out before? Um, They would be familiar with the... They would actually take the money bag. They would know what it is, but this, this is zero okay. dollars. Well, you can, so you I, would have I to would have, have a, taken Yeah, you would have a regular out. sack of coins, yeah. Yes. So you pull out... 500 platinum, 5,000 gold, whatever combination you have of coins here. And the large man steps up and takes it and begins to uh, just kind of sift through it, not so much counting, before he turns to a golden set of scales set on a table near the door, uh, starts putting some weights on one end and offloading your coins onto the other. And... As he does, the older man that's dressed in a, a bright blue and purple robe holds the plush out towards you. I'll gently take the diamond. Now, do you have someone to perform this service? We do have clerics here. Uh, Nethys provides for the study of all branches of magic, arcane, divine, even those further into the occult. And he blesses those both born with the power in their blood or those who wish to seek it through worship. 
the body of our fallen ally is currently in the hands of the chief enumerator of the Church of Abadar, who has already agreed to perform this service for us. Ah, a fine man, and one blessed by the strong magics of his patron. Assume he has informed you of the risks of such a spell. He has, but I believe he's only met the man a little, and... It's less the will of the man, though that is a concern, but the will of Phrasma. Those uninitiated in the study of the gods may just count her as one, one among any number in the pantheon, but... Phrasma is the origin. She is the source of the divinity that flows through all of the gods who watch over our world and the rest on this and all other planes. Her power and her word are truly absolute, and her will impossible to divine. But I hope for both your sake and your allies that she sees fit to return him. Now, Sir Landless, if there was anything else you needed from us, I would be glad at a later time to schedule you or your friends here for a screening to peruse our goods. You may have been confused by the showroom in the entryway, but we take every precaution to protect that which we have. It's only understandable. Now, we are not the fools we once were. Our artifacts are not even stored on this plane. Ethereal, perhaps? Hmm. They're visible there. Can be interacted with and tested, but... They are stored away on a demi-plane, accessible only by a select few of our clerics that Nethys himself have deemed worthy. One does not amass such a broad scope of artifacts without similarly extravagant protections. I do apologize for the, the hassle of getting in here, of course, but I hope that you and all of you can understand that these are necessary. I do understand, and I apologize for not having gone out of my way to realize that there would be an appointment needed, but it was... Sort of an emergency. As it still is, I am sure. I will not hold you any further. I have imparted that which I feel the need to. May your... Ah, what was it? Sorry, this is me, not him. May your quest for knowledge never truly reach its end. And yours as well. And the very large Grundy Man motions towards the door. You may leave. We will take your chokers at the door and return your goods to you outside. As we go, just smile at the old man and be like, if you ever find yourself uh, in the county of Marat, you feel free to drop by and you can meet the Domovoy yourself. And he nods, thanks you, and heads off to a different wing of the building. She's out of the door. He opens, unlocks the box again, pulls a small key out of the box and unlocks all three of your necklaces, taking them off and putting them back in the bucket. 
heads outside. Where Nori is still just- are you still just standing there waiting? It was fairly yeah, just, quick, they were in there for like 10 minutes maybe. The big guy didn't stay out there with me, he went in no, with No, the big him. guy went in, the other three stayed out there with you. Okay, so she's probably <laughs> still just in conversation, like asking like, Is he always been that them, side? This is like the Buckingham Palace guards, they're not responding to you literally. Yeah, that doesn't like, gonna stop her from trying to talk to him. <laughs> On, not guys, even looking something. at you. Not even like looking at the road scanning. Zero acknowledgement of your or existence. She's just, or she's just venting. Nori's getting her name put on the blacklist for the video. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you guys come back outside, and the door opens, the one guard, the woman, turns towards the door, pulls out the bag of holding, and begins to pull out and distribute your assorted magical goods back to you. Uh, handing you back those and the various weapons that she would have taken and locked into a weapon rack near the door behind her where she could, with, with two big metal clamps, sealed the weapons in there. She unlocks those too, gives you whatever magical weapons you had back, uh, pulls out everything else in the bag, returns everything to you, and the man simply nods, goes back to his post, and goes back to watching the roads. With that, I assume you head back to the commerce hall. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just thank them and move along. <laughs> you make your way back up to where the enumerator is waiting up in the office. Uh, Gregor Hamble lets you in quickly and takes you upstairs. And the enumerator once again nods as you enter. At this point, it's been like a little over an hour. Since you were here previously, counting having to wait for things to open and trying to sell things, probably closer to two hours. But he's still here. Nell has been cleaned up. It looks much more presentable. He's in much less punctured by claws and swords clothes. Uh, they have changed Maggots him. Maggots wriggling through his skin. Yeah, that that has all like that's been extracted. All of that's uh as far as far as you can tell, he's clothed. You can't see his legs, but uh, he is now dressed up in a white gown. Similar to what the clerics in the church wear, but simpler and without the actual symbols of Ajadar and the Abdar and the embroidery around it. And would you be able to find it? Do you have the diamond? I have it. Do you have the tithing? I'll pull out the diamond and 45 platinum. He nods. All right. We can hope for now is whatever god he follows and Phrasma see fit to return his soul should he wish it. He puts one hand on Nell's chest and starts doing spell casting motions with the other as he starts encanting this spell and it takes him a while. It's not a quick thing. It's a it's not incredibly long, but it's a full minute casting of preparing this spell. And as he weaves this magic and golden energy starts to flow around through him, through his hand into Nell. Nell's eyes, still open, start to glow golden. Nell? With a very similar to the first time <clears throat> he was brought back from unconsciousness while covered in a swarm gasp and flailing 
You just strength to fail. You have one con. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't affect the strength That's of my true. arms. That's true. It just means I feel like trash. I mean, it doesn't feel good when his arms hit anything. But yeah, yeah you have you have everything. One con. Yeah. But just flailing and then sitting up, realizing his entire body is on fire, laying back down and just screaming out, "Ow!" And uh, as you as you try to sit up, the uh, palliator, the chief numero, would hold you down on the table. It wouldn't let you sit all the way up. It would hold you there. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to get all the way up. Yeah, he, he would hold you down. <laughs> and shh, it's okay. You have been returned. I know not what you saw, or if you remember any part of your journey through the River of Souls. But you once again walk the material plane, no stalwart. Your allies have seen to that. So we won? Yeah. We did. Welcome back, buddy. And we got to rub it in. And as he looks around <laughs> at you, you see that it's not super noticeable if you didn't like know him before. You haven't been looking at this dude's ugly face for like half a year in game. The outside of what Nell's eyes are brown, right? What color are Nell's eyes? I don't know why brown. I assume they're brown. No, they're brown. Oh, cool. I'm right. So that works. Um, <laughs> outside, like on the rims of his pupils, the very inside of the brown of the irises, there is a thin ring of gold left there now. But it's noticeable to all of you because you're very familiar with Nell, but it's not super obvious to anybody else. And you also have two negative levels. So you have one con, two negative levels. You well, don't feel I mean, good right now. In the grand scheme of things, negative levels have very little effect on me. Well, that's positive. Doesn't make it feel any better. They're not going to feel good. Conscious? Yeah, it brings the you back at negative one Negative levels HP. don't lower your con. Neg negative mm -hmm. levels lower your health, though. Oh, wait, how much do they lower your health by? Is it five? Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's still okay. He is still... You have 17 max health. What? Yeah. But you are awake! And, I'm sitting uh, at one con. I have no health. You are a tiny, frail little child, but you're conscious and you're awake. And uh, Chief Newberry continues, Now, your friends have arranged for a, another spell. This will not dispel all of your woes you will still i am sure feel great weakness i don't know what else may have afflicted you in your fights but in my simple inspections before you were returned they appear to have done great damage to your fortitude i know not if this is magic or disease it was difficult for me to divine given your state without using stronger magics but this will at the very least help offset the side effects of the resurrection And he casts another spell. And this one is a bit faster, but still about 20 seconds of him casting things. And you hand him another thousand of the diamond dust that you brought. You brought the diamond dust, right? Yeah. You hand him a thousand, a thousand gold worth of diamond dust you brought. Yeah, and he casts... I was doing the math yeah. for what the spell cast would cost for that one. It was like 200 or something. I wasn't nearly as much because the multiplier goes way down. 
Yeah, I'm just making sure I take that off because that's the one thing I do. And with that, you lose one negative level. So you have one negative level. So your max HP is 23 now. You're healthy. You're good to go. You're ready to fight. Can that fix all his con too? Uh, does restoration? Restoration cures all temporary ability damage. Uh, it does actually. No, you would feel dramatically better after restoration. Uh, okay, let me so see. My max health is 43. At minus five. Yeah, your max health is just down five. Yeah. So yeah, you are right. Ooh. I thought it was either or. No, it actually does all ability damage. And then also the negative level. I thought if you did it for a negative level, it was just that. But no, it, it does it actually drain do both. is the one that is the problem. Yeah, it does do both. And fortunately, Paraka are not that absolutely horrible that they do. Of... Or it wasn't Paraka. It was literally the it's Grubs. The, the Grubs definitely don't do ability drain. Paracas didn't so, do anything to me. Yeah, so you actually have all your constitution back as well. So you would now be suffering from a single negative level. So you I can just have... put that on my sheet, right? Yeah, you can put it's energy drain, I think, is what it is on the character sheet. Yeah. You put energy drain one, and that'll do everything. It's pretty much negative one to all rolls, and your max health is down by five. But that also, I did realize that gave me the con back, too. So, yeah, you feel way better after that spell. That's night and day. <laughs> you went from, you ten-tuppled your constitution on that one. I mean, I'll take it. That was... How do I get my wisdom and stuff back? Do I just sleep that off? So, I mean, you could get the same, like you get a lesser restoration. You can, you can, you can I mean, you can also ask him, I, I have magics that can deal with afflictions such as that. Uh, things that weaken you, drain at your mind or body. Some are stronger than others and require more powerful magics. Most of the time, these effects are temporary and... Simple bed rest will cure them, given enough days. It may be a slow process, but yeah. you've, if you have truly ended this plague of dreams, you've beyond earned whatever rest you need. You've done more than Yanmas could ever have asked of you. I do have some scrolls as well, Kahina. Oh. Sort of. Rest my mind in all this trouble you, that we've been dealing with. Can you use them? Or more than likely, the enumerator here would be much better at them. I'm sure. I can perform these services. Yes. Uh, the simple magics do not require much effort. And these are ones I prepare a few of, as they are commonly requested or needed by my clergy. Um, so what, two, three, was it 50 gold? It's is it literally 50 gold for lesser restoration? 60 gold? I think it's literally 60 gold. Yep, second level spell, third level caster, 10. Yep. Wait. So We didn't factor in our discount with the Church of Abadar. That's true. That only comes out of the 450 because it doesn't help you with the material component. But you do pay 20% less on that 450. So. It's I'm also 90 saying less. I have some scrolls of lesser restoration. So yeah, 90 gold less on the raised dead. And. 428. Like 60 gold less. So you would have paid 150 gold less for that. With your, with your discount. That's true. But you have the scrolls. Uh, it's literally only 60 gold to have a lesser restoration cast if you want a couple from him. You got options either way. What do you want to do? 
Um, I've got 60 gold, so... I'm yeah, maybe good. better to keep the scrolls on us. Yeah. Keeping the scrolls could be helpful. So, 60 gold. You are down wisdom and dex, right? Two dex, six wisdom. I'm assuming you want this on your wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. So he is going to cast a lesser restoration. And you are going to get... Ah, I almost tipped over. Two wisdom back. It went for the four and just didn't have quite enough momentum. Okay. You can do it again if you want it, or again, bed rest will deal with it after a few days. If you want to rest a couple days. Yeah, throw... I mean, we saved some money off uh, Nell. Throw, throw me another one. Alright, cast one more of those. And you're gonna get there four go. wisdom back, so your wisdom's restored to full. You just have two decks. Cool. I will just sleep my decks off. Uh, Dara, while we are here, do you want any? I think I can just sleep. Oh, uh, you actually only lost one dex. Yeah. The four lost... wisdom does mean you have half grit. You have two instead of four. It's up to you, though. I mean... That's all it affects. Well, then you're well safe. Okay. So with that, I suppose that is the end of your business with the chief and Imperator for now. And with Nell now back alive, uh, they're going to hand him back his shredded clothes and whatever else he may have had with him at the time. Anything we didn't take home already. Yeah, and before you leave, the chief and Imperator will continue. I will give it a few days. Be truly certain this plague has ended, but surely you will relish that opportunity to rest regardless. But then I will take word to the Mercantile Council that it was by your hand these nightmares were ended. All who live in or out of the walls of Yanmas will hear of your deeds, I swear it. You saved not only my life, but countless more here. At the cost of only one of your own. And that one, not even permanent. Was a good trade, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Phrasma was tired of him yapping. She was happy to give him back to us. It is a trade the council and their political leanings will look favorably on, I'm sure. Now, it scales way in your favor, friends. Thank you. In yours. And with that, I assume it is going home time because it's sleepy time. It is definitely sleepy time. So let's it's like eight in the morning and we are all exhausted. Let's <laughs> sleep in the bath. Probably just <laughs> wrap up what has been a truly grueling dungeon crawl with something much, much lighter, much simpler fare that we haven't seen in a minute. Who wants a persona phase? <laughs> so by this point, oh, your followers or those who would have uh, who would already have heard of you from your growing prestige here in Yanmis would be ready to assist you. So as per always, you can make the roll to try to increase a facet and try to gain more ability there or you can do an operation. But here in Yanmis, inside the city, you have 
some new options. There are a couple of extra operations available to those of you with access to basic operations for the more specific things you're trying to do here. So let's go around the circle. Baylor. Did you get something other than genius up high enough to do operations, or is it just genius? Uh, genius, I'm up to advanced operations, and I yeah. think anything else is... You don't have anything else high enough to do operations? Anything else no. is three? Okay. So, all of you are going to have the option to do two of these. If you have access to basic operations at all from any facet, you can send your followers on a pair of risky operations. This means if you fail your operation, whatever followers you send will be lost unless you perform further operations to attempt to recover them because these are dangerous. You can assign them to investigate the cult or to follow Earl Mercondus and watch oh. his goings on. Both of those are risky. The more agents you commit, the higher your chances of success. But if you fail, all of your agents are captured. And you'll need to perform more to get them back. Baylor, as a genius, you have an additional one available to you. Canny Investments. You can have your agents inserted into Yanmas's markets and feed you details on trends and shortages, which will automatically get you a little bit of money on the side. But it's also a persistent operation, so it can continue going for as long as you want it to. They can also let you sell things for 10% more while you're here. As long as you have your agents committed to it. You need to commit at least six agents. So, do you want... Actually... I'm going to change this a bit, because at the moment, there's nothing. You could literally put one agent on this and just do what they want. I'm going to say you're going to make the operation check, uh, which is just D20 plus the number of agents that you use. And that roll minus 10 is going to be how much bonus you can get selling things. So then the number of agents you commit matters. So do you want to raise a facet or do you want to do an operation? I like the idea of that operation. Does sound like a pretty good operation, huh? And this one's not risky, so there's no downside of losing your followers, but your followers are going to be on this operation until you recall them. Uh, it's not going to eat your future persona phases, but it's going to continue going until you stop it. How many of I, your I, followers I, do you want to commit to this? Have I grossly underestimated how many followers you have? Is this way too big of a bonus I mean, of money? I mean, I may as well send them all, right? <laughs> how many do you have? Oh, boy. 16. Okay, I'm gonna take the D20 roll on this entire Whoa, 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 You get your I number of like... followers percent discount as that bonus. So you're gonna get 16% more from anything you sell while this operation is going. Deal? That's great. You have way more than I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording. I'm flying by the seat of my fancy. I just made this up on the spot. What level is your genius? Six. Oh, that, that's how many? That's that's what I've got. So I got 16 followers too. Yay. Why do I have more followers? If you only have you one at six, you have 12. You have your total number of ranks times two, is how many followers you have. Because he yeah, has other stats. How have I I've ended up with more seven followers? ranks. I've got one yeah. in subterfuge. So you've got 14. 14, you have 14 followers, yeah. 14. All right, Nell, uh, you have what, heroism? Yep, that's my advanced. So heroism, you have 
a risky operation, a bonus risk operation called Scout. You can send your agents out to a location of your choice. Uh, and then you make an operation check versus the perception of whoever is there trying to find them. So it'll vary based on what you're trying to infiltrate. And if successful, your followers will come back and tell you of any obvious defenders or hazards. So if you want to do that operation, you don't have to name a place right now. You can wait at any time during this persona phase if something comes up that you want to send them to and be like, I want you to go check this place out. You can send them. We'll make the operation check. We'll see what happens. But that's your heroism operation that you've gained in Yanmus. We're you getting wanna... two, right? Do what? Two phases here. Or is this just one? This is one phase right now. Okay. You can raise a facet or do an operation. I am going to have all 18 of my followers go and scout. How do you the... have more than Baylor? Yeah, that's what I was saying. What are you facet rings? Uh, six heroism, two sacrifice, one charm. Total of uh, nine. You have more spread, fair enough. Okay, so all 18 of your followers are going to go investigate, or scout rather? The, they're going to go scout the disappearance of the soldiers, the place they don't that know we where were told they're... about. Oh, Orvestikar Manor. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to send your scouts out to Orvestikar Manor. Yep, um, so roll a d20 plus 18. Well, they... We'll come back to that after we do everybody's because that's a good one to end the session on. Okay. Dara. You what's um, your what facets do you have operations in? Uh well, I have currently four sagacity, but um I kinda wanna raise my Sagacity second. also is canny investments, it's the same as Baylor's. Yeah, I think I might try and raise my sacrifice. Okay. Um, to what? To two. Okie dokie, so you Where's need that? to get a DC 19. What are you going to do to try to raise your sagacity? Uh, I was at some point uh, during the trip. I'm going to go find that kid and his father, you know, the one. Like, I'm sure we're going to go find them eventually anyway. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a thing we're actually going to do in like, we're playing a character, but that but can like, also be a part of this. Yeah, but on the side, um, I'm sure he's got both of them have some pretty severe, like, PTSD. <laughs> from being locked in this place because <laughs> they're not soldiers they're like not even they are trained not. at all they are bankers yeah and so uh i'm gonna go over there and spend some time with them and, and make sure that they're okay and maybe try and help them through that a bit okay so what are you gonna roll for that um i was thinking i could use my knowledge from being a soldier, you know, a professional soldier. Soldier. <laughs> I'll allow it. You gave a good enough reason. Professional soldier to help out with their PTSD from being kidnapped by Peraka and tortured for days. Exactly. Sure. Professional. I, like <laughs> I can relate. I was a soldier once. And with a 27, your sagacity, was it? Uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice will increase to two. To two. Mahina, you're definitely charm, right? Oh, yeah. Do you have basic advanced. operations? It's just in I have charm, advanced. Right? I have six in charm. Yeah, there's not like a special advanced operations for this. It's if you have basic, you can do the special ones. So the charm ones, you can start to proselytize a competing cult. You can have your followers to start rumor mongering. <laughs> 
boy. that a rival cult to the Twilight's children have arrived. And this will draw the attention of the cult of the Twilight's children. Possibly drawing some of their higher-ranking members or agents out of the encircling power. Hmm. So what do you want to do with your... Is that a risky phase? or... That is, is that actually a not a risky. Okay. It's just a pretty high DC. Okay. Um, let me put seven followers on that. So you can only D20. do one operation. Oh. So if you want to... I don't know. Watch Mercondus. I figured that's kind of what I really want to do. Then you have to you have to do that right now. If you have persistent right. ones, watch Mercondus is also persistent. So once it starts, oh, it'll it... just keep going until you stop it. Persistent ones will keep going, but you can only start one operation each persona phase. Okay. Yeah, I definitely am sending half of them to go and watch Mercondus. Now, the more you send, the higher your chances of success. Just so you know. But mm -hmm. you're also not but... risking all of them sending half. So half is. Seven? Seven. So you dispatch seven of your agents to quietly follow Earl Mercondus and figure out his general goings-on and see if he does anything incriminating. So With the information of the Grey Kingmaker. With the information of the Grey Kingmaker. Yes. You got some knowledge. Now, Inori, what's your stat that you have basic operations unlocked in? I mean, I don't know if I even do. I only have... have... It's three. Do you have three in anything? I got three. Okay. I have three in uh, Subterfuge. Subterfuge is also Scout. Oh, the, uh, the, the one that you can send guys to check out. A... No, the one that Nell did. So you can send people to check out a location and uh, report back. Um, there's three of them, and there's two facets for each one. So you can do Scout. You can do Competing Cult. They're not people. Uh, you can do infiltrate the cult. You can do watch Mercondus. You can do any of your normal basic operations, or you can raise a facet. What do you want to do? I want to try to raise subterfuge and another right. attempt at it. We're in a new city now. Yes, it's a bright gonna... bunch of bright new faces. A lot of new faces to see. Um, and you know uh, where the Dark Brotherhood is. You know where you've met the Dark Brotherhood. Well, you haven't, but you have a friend who's met the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking using. Uh, the techniques that she has acquired from hunting down bounties and the things she's learned from her father growing up and his techniques kind of putting it all together and maybe helping out the, these guys that are trying to, to manage this town and control the uh, the crime rate perhaps maybe educate them in the things that she learned in apara and techniques that you know her legendary bounty hunter father did and maybe Educate with uh, a par and underground knowledge that she picked I'll up. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. He I mean, picked the par and underground and the left of par immediately, and I feel bad, so I'll give it to you. Yeah, no. I meant to talk to you. I meant to talk to you. If you want to expand that to just under lore underground in general, we can do that. <laughs> that would be because great, yeah. Just underground if you lore. Just like it, yeah, un lore underground instead. And we use the background skill system. It's a it's a optional rule set that adds artistry and lore to the skill list. And also lets you put skill ranks in skills that are not like perception and sense motive and acrobatics without feeling bad. Because it gives you skill ranks that can only go in like flavor skills. And lore is one of them. It's like knowledge and more specific. Underground's still way more specific than like local or nobility. So I'll let you have that. But go ahead and roll it. You're trying to go to four? Yes. DC 23. Okay. Here it comes. 
Oh my god! Trailer, where's your ring? I mean, do you Trailer, have a hero your point? If you're gonna use your hero point, now is the time. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a 22. The one off is the saddest thing in Pathfinder. I don't to even think that's the first time I've done that. When either. you miss it by literally one. So to end this session here, Nell, you'd heard about Orvestikar Manor and some reports about the missing soldiers possibly being out there. You want to scout that place. You sent yep. all of your guys, right? Yeah. So it Full is... team of scouts. DC based on... It could be zero. It's based on the perception of whatever might be there watching for them. So it is D20 plus the number of scouts you sent, which is 18. And with a 29, your scouts are going to return. And they are going to report some interesting news to you. Uh, the manor itself is quite damaged, and a, uh, an entire wing of it appears to have collapsed. But there's nobody alive inside, as far as they can tell. But honestly, they got there, realized pretty quickly this was a bit above their pay grade. In the courtyard, there is a massive life-size statue of a rearing elephant, which looked pretty cool. But inside... The main room of the manor is filled with incredibly lifelike painted statues in various terrified poses. And these guys are your followers. They're familiar with Bubo. They've heard of your adventures in Marat, and they were not going into a building where they were pretty sure there was a Medusa. Okay. So how quickly can Bubo get here? <laughs> Two weeks. Sound the Bubo horn! We need you to slay another Medusa, buddy! Either that or some bombs to finish blowing the place up. Because don't we just burn Medusa's house? Yeah.